0: The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey Siri, play WFAN. Danielle McCartney,
1: Sports
2: Radio, 101.9 FM. The fan. WFAN.
1: Good afternoon, New York sports fans. I am Danielle McCartan. Danielle in the beautiful daytime, back at long last. I'll be talking to all things New York sports right up till 6.25 p.m., our New York Yankees pregame coverage, that is, and uh, on this beautiful, stunning Sunday afternoon here in New York City, and whatever you're doing at the moment, my cousin texts me, he's at the beach, wonderful. Thank you for tuning into my show right now, everybody, whatever you're doing, and throughout the rest of today slash early evening, you know, hey, you know, I'm back from Vegas with less money than I went with, but that's life, Right? It was a fun time. And now, of course, we're here back in the Big Apple. And Paulie Rosenberg and I are coming to you live from the Carton and Roberts studio right here in lower Manhattan. And I got to tell you, this this new format has been working quite well. So I'm going to open it up. Some Yankee stuff here. And I want you to call me ASAP. As a reminder, I am taking your calls in this first segment. And Paul and I were just talking about He's like, oh, what are you going to open with, Yankees? I said, yeah, because everybody that wants to know about the Mets is either at the game listening to it on 880, or watching it on TV. So let's do the Yankees. Let's start with the Yankees. We'll shift into the Mets as, as people are on their way home for the game. Makes sense, right? So here we go. The Red Sox and Jeter Downs gave the Yankees the walk-off treatment last night, late last night. Dare I say, what time was it? Was it early morning in Boston? You know what? That sucks. But so what? What? The first place Yankees led them to the second place Red Sox, in the AL that is, the Yankees lead them by 15 games in the AL East. I promise you, it's going to be fine. Really. So, how do you and what do you do to improve the best team in baseball? And it's the best team in baseball by what, a five game, five and a half game margin? What do you do and how do you improve on a team that has won 22% of its games this season by what is called a blowout margin, which is defined as winning a game by five or more runs, by the way. 22% of the games. Here's what I say. I think that the Yankees need to do whatever it takes to out-chess, out-mastermind the Houston Astros. That should be the singular and only focus looking at this roster through the August 2nd, to August 2, 8-2, trade deadline. Because they are the only team that is going to stand in the way of the Yankees making the World Series. So far, the Yankees and the Astros, they have played five games this 2022 season. They're going to play twice more than in Houston before the trade deadline. And as dominant, dominant as the New York Yankees have been this season. You point to their run differential and everything that goes along with it, right? The Astros, of those five games, have won three of them. The Yankees, therefore, some simple math, have won only two of them. That's not good. The blueprint, therefore is quite obviously that the architect, Brian Cashman, has to remodel this New York Yankees team to overtake the Astros. Nothing else matters. And so in those five games, particularly those losses against Houston, those three three losses against Houston so far, my question to you, the listener, is which was more important to the Yankees? Was it maybe not getting timely hitting? Or were the pitchers coughing it up? Well, I went back. June 24th, the Yankees entered that game against the Astros with a 15 game winning streak. Hot as hell. Verlander pitched a four hit, seven inning outing. Four hits. Then Severino wasn't great. He had jams in the fourth. He had jams in the fifth. And then in the sixth, he walked Alvarez and then Tucker Homer on the first pitch. L. So for this one, it's a combination of both no-hitting and poor starting pitching from the Yankees. That's June 24th. June 25th, this one's quite obvious. At Yankee Stadium. I know Yankee fans probably wipe this from their, their collective memory banks, but don't forget. Javier... Nereus and Presley combined to no-hit and ground the Bronx Bombers. Therefore, yeah, hitting was an issue. June 30th, two walks from Severino again and a Bregman double to bring those guys home was the difference in that game. So the correct answer for that game was pitching. Those are the three losses. The 24th was a combination job. The 25th was no hitting. And, and then the 30th was poor pitching, poor starting pitching. And so far, while the Yankees have scored 15 runs to the Astros 17 in that five-game stretch, it's quite deceiving. You could say, oh, you know, kind of close, right? Well, not really. Because in those five games, the Yankees, in one of them, scored seven runs. Then they scored six runs. And then, really, not much else. The Astros are far more consistent. So for that, and if I had to choose one, my vote goes to improving the Yankees hitting at the deadline. And you know what? Since we're in the spirit of voting here, you can go ahead and vote too. I've got at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter. And I'm going to put it on my Instagram stories, too, on on a commercial break. But which is more urgent for the Yankees to address at the trade deadline? Starting pitching or hitting? There it is. I just posted it. You go ahead and vote at Coach MCCARTAN. And I'll put it on an Instagram. I can't do it at the same time. (laughs) Talking and doing that at the same time is, is quite difficult. But if it's me voting in my own poll, which I cannot, my answer would be hitting. The Yankees need... More consistent hitting. And we've been saying it here on my show literally for years. Then you look at the order, right? And you say to yourself, okay, where is the biggest, most consi- inconsistent deficiency? Or I guess consistently inconsistent deficiency. Well, you look at Kyle Higashioka in a catcher's position, but he's not going anywhere. And the Yankees, in my opinion, are not looking to upgrade at catcher. Not. And then it's Hicks and Gallo in the outfield. And the Yankees and Brian Cashman are not going to admit that that seven-year, $70 million deal for Aaron Hicks was a mistake. They're just not. Because it was. That contract was a mistake. I said it on the record at the time. So he's staying put because he's only in year four of the deal, everybody. So it's Gallo. And he knows it. He said, I'm aware of the possibility. I've been in the league a while, and I understand that if you're not performing, things can change quick. For me, I don't see myself being anywhere else. I think we have a great team here with great chemistry. We've got the best record in baseball, and I don't envision myself anywhere else. I want to be here. That's Joey Gallo. But the best record in baseball only gets you so far when you're 2-3 and against the Houston Astros so far this season. You could be undefeated otherwise. But if you're 2-3 and against the Houston Astros so far this season, it's just not going to cut it. I mean, the writing is really on the wall for him when the Yankees have chosen to start Matt Carpenter three times so far this week. Three times in left field. I'm just checking to make sure the Yankees have or have not put roster out again for today to make it four no they have not put the lineup out so matt carpenter gets to start in left field three times this week matt carpenter a guy who has not started a game in the outfield since 2013 2013 so who will it be andrew benintendi ian Happ, brian reynolds and if you want to go ahead and vote, it's at Coach M C C A R T A N. Right now, 75% of the voters say the Yankees need to upgrade their hitting versus their starting pitching. We'll talk about both. Maybe you want to hold your vote for a second then. <laughs> at the cultured pig said, nothing's urgent with that stupid team. All they do is win, and I'm tired of it. Hashtag L G M. Best fan on the check in. So is it Benintendi? Is it Hap? Is it Reynolds? Tell me what you think. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty-six. For me, it's oh, and, and, and it's worth mentioning that for any of these guys, obviously they're all coming via trade, for any of them, completely off limits for me as GM of the New York Yankees <laughs> would be Volpe and Dominguez. Untouchable. Untouchable. Now, We've got Benintendi as an option, Hap as an option, Reynolds as an option. And you know me, I I did my homework. I did extensive homework on these three players. Um, The order in which I'm looking at my chart now, maybe, you know what, maybe I should tweet this chart out too. My chart, and I've color coded everything, I'm so organized. Andrew Benintendi is the best choice for this Yankees team, being that he is in the last year of his deal being that he has the best batting average among the three. um, He's in the 89th percentile in in strikeout percentage, which is fantastic. His chase rate, he's in the 83rd percentile. 34% of his outs are productive outs. I mean, he has not yet made an error in left field this season. And he has won, not only been to, but won a World Series. Okay? I've been talking about Andrew Benintendi for weeks now. And now that some other names have emerged happen Reynolds it's a hard pass especially on Reynolds I mean Reynolds the Yankees are gonna have to give up the most to get Brian Reynolds he he, he becomes a free agent in 2026 2026 uh, he, he he has the worst chase rate of the three of them he's got the worst strikeout rate of the three of them um the worst on base percentage I mean the least amount of productive outs yeah but he hasn't made an error in center field okay but then again he's a center fielder so what is your plan there Does he become your everyday center fielder and then you move Aaron Judge to one of the two sides, probably right field, and then Hicks and and Stanton split left, duty and left? So, again, the order in which I'm picking would be Benintendi number one. Apparently, though, the, the asking price for Benintendi is extremely too high. Okay. Talk to me in two weeks. Okay? Benintendi is my number one for the New York Yankees to upgrade. Ian Happ would be a yellow light... Caution needed, especially because he is a a UFA in 2024. So the Yankees, the 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 asking price would be a lot higher for him because Benintendi is in his last year of the deal, and then Reynolds is a hard stop for me. Like like a no chance. Like if the Yankees did this, I you know I, I I would I maybe would root for the Red Sox if the Yankees did that. I mean that's crazy talk. I know. Stay away from Brian Reynolds, please. But the clear cut answer of everything I studied earlier this morning. The clear-cut answer is Andrew Benatendi. alright three seven sixty six sixty six. What do you think, Marty in Westchester? You're up on the fan.
3: Yes, good afternoon, Danielle. I think you're spot-on with your assessment as to what the Yankees need uh, by the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm all in for Andrew Benatendi. Yep. He's the uh, anti-Joey Gallo. He's a contact hitter. He's a high-average hitter. He's just what the Yankees need when you talk about October baseball. And that's what it's all about. I mean, Yankees are going to win a ton of games during the regular season, mm-hmm. but uh, they're going to need someone who could hit and clutch situations come the postseason. I think he's, he's a guy that fits the bill.
1: Absolutely. I mean, You said it. He he is the anti-Joey Gallo. He is a guy, and and, and might I I add, anti-Yankee in a way, right? Because he is a guy who makes contact, sprays the ball all over the field, and and he is the correct answer. It's it's not hard.
3: That's right. I want to ask you a quick question. What do you see as far as the starting rotation is concerned? Do you see the Yankees going to an occasional opener Mm. uh, come August uh, and September? Or do you think they're going to try to also make a trade for another starting pitcher.
1: Mm. All right, Martin, we let you go on that one. Cause that is a great question. And we're going to talk about that coming up uh, right on the other side of this break. Um, do the Yankees, h- how do the Yankees navigate what is going on with their starting pitching? Because we've talked about potential fits for the Yankees in the outfield, which is great. We've got three options. One of them is the clear cut answer. Okay. Um, and and I looked at, by the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different things. Uh a contract, right? And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different metrics. And I know the fielding percentage is, is is a fugazi kind of way to do this, but it was quick, right? And Benintendi has not made a single error. Okay, so there it is. Zero errors. But the postseason experience, and we just talked and heard about you know, Keith Hernandez and he had World Series experience coming into that Mets clubhouse. And he was the leader, right, of that clubhouse. Okay? Andrew Benintendi has won the World Series with the Boston Red Sox. That is experience. You know, you don't want any green guys in there either. Reynolds, by the way, has no postseason experience. So he's a perfect fit. But I also don't want you to lose sight. And we can continue to talk about that, Sure. But I also don't want you to continue or start to lose sight of the starting pitching rotation and the potential handcuffs placed on it by real life, not just made up, real life innings limits. I'm Danielle McCartan. We'll talk more about that next here on WFAN.
0: Have something to say? We'll answer the phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices.
1: Danielle in the daytime. I'm Danielle McCartan here with you on the fan in New York City. As Taiwan Walker struck out. I didn't catch the batter, but the inning is over. There were runners on first and second. We are mid-seventh at Citi Field. Mets and Marlins 0-0. Zero, zero. Got a nice pitcher's duel going on out there. You don't care about the, the Mets right now, do you? If you cared about the Mets, you'd be either listening to them, watching them, or at Citi Field yourself. So... Uh, we just talked about, and, and of course um, we can, oh, these, you know, these group messages, sorry, I forgot to put my phone on silent. Sorry. I'm in a group chat. and It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we just talked about, you know, which of the, if the Yankees go to upgrade their hitting, which I do think that's what they should do, um, which of the three Benintendi, Happer, Reynolds, it should be. Um, it's Benintendi for me and it's, it's not close. It's it's Benintendi for me and it is not close. And uh, you can go ahead and vote at the poll at CoachMCCARTAN on Twitter. And it is up on Instagram stories as well. Which is more urgent for the Yankees to address at the trade deadline? A, starting pitching, or B, hitting? Starting pitching has caught up, but 61.4% of voters right now live, on Twitter that is, are saying that it is more important for the Yankees to upgrade the starting, I'm sorry, the hitting. Two, we just talked about this. In two of the three Yankee losses against the Astros so far this season, Luis Severino has come up short. Like, disastrously difference-making short. So what's my concern with him and others on this starting pitching staff? Well, simply the fact that it's been a while since they have pitched full seasons. Severino, his last full season was 2018. 18 innings between then and this season, and he's already at 84 innings pitched. Tyon. well, he's in a better position having pitched 144 innings last season, but he only pitched in 37 and a third the year before that. And he's already at 89 and a third, even before taking the mound in, I don't know, what, three hours from now, three and a half. Then you got Jordan Montgomery. He's also in a better position having pitched 157 and a third But he only pitched 44 the year before that. And he's already at 96. And Nestor Cortez Jr. Well, the most innings that he's ever pitched in a single season is 93. And it was last season. He's already at 88 and two-thirds. So the thing is, we, you, and I, don't know what the plan the Yankees have in place for these guys is. And if innings limits are an issue or potentially could be an issue for a team with World Series winning aspirations. So then you really have to think, and this goes back to Marty's question, you really have to think about maybe bolstering the the starting pitching with a back-end kind of guy. Maybe even switch to a six-man rotation. Or even a bullpen sort of game being your quote-unquote sixth man. I really don't think it's a bad idea at this juncture seeing that you know, all of these guys are, are, are exceeding, far exceeding, what they've already, you know, done in recent history. Or on track to exceed, I should say. Especially, you know, the case of all of them, really. But I don't think, I do not think, that the Yankees are going to be shopping in the Frankie Montas or the Luis Castillo aisle. Forget that. They're going to need a guy that can consistently make a five-inning start and then they're going to hand it over to the bullpen. And you might say, oh, Domingo Armand, he could be that guy. Well, maybe. But Aaron Boone and the Yankees see him moving right from his rehab start directly into the bullpen. And then, of course, you've got Loiska returning soon, but probably not soon enough. He only pitched one hitless inning of 13 total pitches last night in single-A Tampa. So just, you know, something to consider tweaking a world series favorite team based on my observations from the three losses against the only team that's going to stand in their way from hoisting the at least the American League trophy the Houston Astros my three ta- my takeaways from those three losses out of the five games the Astros have beaten them three times out of five so far so something to consider let me know what you think. Um, what do you think of my GM Danielle's plan? <laughs> 877-337-6666. In the order that you called, of course. Uh, Kevin in Camden. You're up next on the fan, Kevin. Well, good, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I
4: do have a Brooklyn Nets point, but I do want to say that Jose Trevino made the all-star team. Well deserved for him. Happy for him. He deserved He played great this year for the Yanks. Deserves it. Happy for him. Yeah. Awesome. Um I gotta say this about the Brooklyn Nets: when I, it was the biggest failure in New York sports history. I have to say it because you look at all that they gave up. They gave up all the picks and all the you know they had Levert, they had Allen, they had all those players, and they had a good culture going, and they gave it all away to win what one playoff series in three years? Yeah.
1: It's brutal. It, it, it could be the most um, catastrophic collapse of a team in, in NBA history, and I'm no historian, but that's terrible. That is I mean, terrible.
4: It, it's bad. and and, I, and, I've, and I've been saying Kyrie, I'm Kyrie Irving, and I and you know I have my issues with him over the years. I listen, this guy, the talent is there, but it's just way too much baggage. It, this is just way too much, and Durant. I, I have a lot of respect for Durant as a player, but to stick by Kyrie and that's the reason you want to leave?
1: Yeah. yeah imagine, uh, imagine being Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players, pure basketball players in the league, and hitching your career onto Kyrie Irving. Come on! I mean, no, that's that's no. that's silly.
4: And if you're and if you're a, and I'm a Knicks fan too, but if, if Kyrie went to the this would be 30 times worse if he went to the Knicks. Into this, it would be 20 times worse than this. I I mean, I have never seen I have never seen. And I feel bad for Brooklyn because now they're going to be what Ben Simmons is your one guy, and that is, I, I just for, for Brooklyn I, I really feel because they're not going to get any out of this. I mean, they're going to get a record return. let not let's not diminish it. They're going to get a great historic return, but it's still Kevin Durant you're getting rid of. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. <laughs>
1: uh, imagine is,
4: that. I, I just you, you can't and I feel I really do. I feel for the fan base, but I, I just feel like this is the biggest biggest failure in history. And I just,
5: I don't know. I, I just
4: think Kyrie and KD, if they want to get out of here, they're riddance. Because Kyrie with his issues and Durant, I don't know. I just think that, you know, at this point, if you want to leave,
6: then just leave. I mean, yeah, I, but I, Kevin I don't
1: want to be here. Yeah. From a team perspective, thanks for the call. From a team perspective, you have to wait it out and, and keep them on your roster until you get the best possible return for them. Or else, guess what? They're not going anywhere. And Kevin from Camden breaking some news on here. Uh, nice call there, Kevin. Yankees catcher, this is from John Heyman. Yankees catcher, Jose Trevino has made the American League All-Star team. Well-deserved, great pickup, and that was from 3.27 p.m. Kevin, great job on you there. Let's go to Ryan in Patterson, New Jersey. Ryan, you're up on the fan.
7: Hey, what's up? I'm 100% in agreement with you. I think Yankees definitely need to address the hitting, Joey Gallo in particular. I know we have the number one record in baseball right yep. now, but that means absolutely nothing. It comes down to October baseball, and more specifically, the Houston Astros, yep. who has been a nightmare in the Yankees getting to the World Series. I think they just match up better. We need a contact hitter. I know you're all in for Ben but I don't think that's even possible because the Yankees have to pay Aaron Judge. And after that, I don't know. Yeah, but Ben Attendee's be
1: on, on his last year of his deal. That's it. Done. Mm-hmm. Use him as a rental for a year. Period. Stop. That's it.
7: Well, that would be great if they can get Ben But Joey Gallo needs to go. I mean, we have enough power hitting. He strikes out way, way too much. Yep. And against Houston Astros pitching, you're not going to win games with the long ball. You need guys who's going to grind and hit those loopers and hit those line drives. Yep pick up the bases, and win it like that. So, yeah, Joey Gallo
1: needs to go for me. Yep, Ryan, that's a good assessment there. And and don't worry about the price uh, in in dollars of Benintendi. He's a one-year rental. He's making $8.5 million this season, which is half gone already. So it's, it's not about the dollars of Andrew Benintendi. It's the Royals knowing that he is highly coveted by a team like the Yankees and, you know, giving them the good old Yankee discount. That, of course, in, in air quotes there. Um, and, you know, Yankees knew what they got in Joey Gallo when they went out and got him, correct? Everybody knows that. And so what I did this morning, I was like, you know what? Let me let me take a look at this. And all, if not all, most of his numbers between his time in um, in Texas and his time here in New York, most, if not all of them, are down. So it's, it's not the same player. Uh, that the Yankees thought they were trading for, given the fact that he is a three outcome player, it, it's it's still it's 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 really it's not the same player. Um, let's see. Oh, there was somebody on here that said that I was too harsh on the Yankees. I don't know where you went because uh, you must have hung up and got scared. I think <laughs> you must have got scared. Let's go to Rich in East Haven, Connecticut. Rich, you're up on the fam.
7: How you doing, Danielle? Nice to talk to you. Great.
1: How are you? Thanks for calling.
7: Good. Uh, I've been
4: saying this, I agree with you, a thousand percent. Uh, Since 2017, if you go back and look at every game they lost in the playoffs, it's not their pitching. It's always been timely hitting, uh, hitting with runners in scoring position, making contact. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, Ben Attendee's the guy. You know, a couple years ago, Brantley was the guy they should have really went for. It would have fit perfectly in this lineup. But I would definitely go for Brant, uh, Ben Attendee. And Gallo's got to go. I like them, but it's time. He's got to
1: go. Yeah, it's time. And you know what? Uh, He knows it, Rich, and and so do the Yankees because they've been starting um, Carpenter in left field three times this week. A guy who has not started there since 2013. 2013. I mean, that's like 10 years ago. (laughs) I mean, almost, right? So the Yankees know it. Joey Gallo knows it. I heard the Phillies are interested. That'd be all right, I guess.
8: I can help if you want to know what the negative caller was going to say. Oh yeah, tell me uh, that
1: he hung up. He must have got scared. Right.
8: <laughs> hey, I'm not going to talk for the guy. <laughs> that uh, I would love to. Give they're me- just in like first place, and people need to just like relax with the the world is the world is like falling apart for Yankees fans. They lost one game. People don't need to like over, it's okay. They're not going to go 142 and like, you know, 20.
1: Right. We're not saying that though. The guy must must have misunderstood because we're not saying that. We're just, my point of view is the Red Sox have stood in the, I mean, the, the Astros have stood in the way of the Yankees for how many years and still as dominant as this Yankees team has been this season, the Astros still have won three out of five games against them so far. They need to make some tweaks to beat the Astros and the Astros only.
8: That's fair. I, I listen, I, and this is now me talking, not the guy who I forget. Yeah, to, but whatever. Uh, some somewhere in Clifton who called. Uh, I would say that like I, I don't know, like you're, you're going to redo your. Your guys are on an incredible pace. So if you guys play like five games under 500 the rest of the year, you're still going to win 95 games. So, so you're like a smart enough Yankee fan to realize that last night's loss means nothing. Yeah. If they lose tonight, that means nothing. Right? Absolutely nothing. That, but you're now like putting all your chips in just to beat like one specific team. That in yes. a small sample size, you haven't this year. Because I'm talking about this year's team. They haven't played like that well against. And I just don't know if you're like, you know, when people want to trade for Andrew Benintendi, like is that going to make their lineup? It'll make their lineup better, but their lineup doesn't need to be better. Their lineup is great as it is. Like, they do they really need another like hitter? It's taking Gallo pa, out and Paul.
1: The Astros no hit them at Yankee Stadium two weeks ago. I know, but that, uh, but that, that, doesn't. That's not gonna happen. Come on, oh stop! That's not gonna stop. happen
8: again. Stop Are you nuts? It. They that was oh. the first. Thing. That's and you, uh, and it was Christian Javier, right? He's a good young pitcher. Whatever. I like. I don't know. Like it's Benintendi. The people who want, I get wanting Ben Benintendi. I get it. He's a good young player. But like you're gonna have to trade a ton for him. Royals aren't gonna give him away. Like, are, are people? Are, are you gonna want to trade like Anthony Volpe for the guy? I said
1: he's untouchable.
8: All right. Well, that's what he, if, if if would you trade a if you got Benintendi or somebody and you had to give a Volpe, but no. you won the World Series this year.
1: No is deal. that worth it? No deal. Good question. No deal. Right. That,
8: that, that's what I think. That that's what I would is like. How much is a World Series worth it to Yankees fans? Benintendi, the the uh, Dominguez, I believe is guy. Like, is that worth it? I don't know.
1: Well, I did look at, but that thought did cross my mind this morning. I did look at Kinder Falefa's contract. He's um he's got uh, two more years this year and one more year of arbitration, by the way. So if the Yankees did move a shortstop or two, they can at least have him as shortstop for next year. I did look at that.
8: Right. I just I, I just think that. Because there's a a segment of Yankee fans that want to win like every single game and want to like jump off a building if they lose the game, no. and they're like out of control nuts like that. I can't get by. But then there's another group of Yankee fans that actually like think that like Ben Inten- trading for Benintendi and hitters would be like would really put them over the top against the Astros. When for me, it's just like pitching and defense and like things they're kind of they're so much struggling with. Like I don't know, do people trust Clay Holmes in a big spot? I don't know. Like who's your game one starter? No. Like, is, it, is it Garrett Cole? The fans are going to hate that. But do you trust Nestor Cortez?
1: Not at this point. Let's talk about Garrett Cole in a minute. Actually, for real. Uh, Because he, as you know, asked reporters in the clubhouse in Fenway Park the other night what their suggestions on what to do with or how to handle Rafael Devers. Well, I wasn't there, but I accepted the challenge nonetheless. I studied the charts on Devers. And if you just so happen to have Garrett Cole's phone number... Text him right now because I, Daniel McCartan, have an answer to his question and a plan of attack for Devers. And that, of course, continuing with your calls about where your panic meter is with the Yankees ace, Garrett Cole and the starting rotation coming up next here on the fan.
0: The fan is on your smart speaker to listen to the home of New York sports. Just say, Hey, Alexa, play WFAN.
9: Yeah. I'm open for suggestions. You guys are all watching the game too. So, um, has the ability to ride the ball out at the bottom of the zone has a ball, has the ability to, you know, catch up to my fastball. Um, he's proven that.
1: Yeah. Listen, that's the voice of Garrett Cole, obviously. And, um, before we get into that and how to attack Raphael Devers, um, Paul, I got a tweet from Alan Linden uh, at NY Fan in Connecticut. He says, please tell your producer to calm down that getting Benintendi on an expiring deal is not going to cost that much. Getting Harper Reynolds would cost a lot more. And I said, I'll tell him, and I agree with you.
8: That's fine. The question is, is he going to make a big difference long term? The Yankees don't need help offensively. I'm sorry. They're scoring 10 runs a game. I don't care if they got no hit two weeks ago. It's a small sample size. I don't want to hear it. They're fine offensively. What is wrong with these Yankee fans? Well, the
1: Yankees, I think it's 5.83 runs a game. Enough, that's
8: enough. <laughs> it's fine. It's the most in the, the invasive. Of course it is. You guys win 61 games. Getting Andrew Benintendi is going to be the difference between winning a World Series and not winning a World Series? I'm not there yet. I, I'm not there yet.
1: Uh, the Yankees have just tweeted out their lineup. Batting first, playing second base, DJ LeMahieu. Batting second, playing right field, Aaron Judge. Batting third, playing first base, Rizzo. Batting fourth, playing left field, Stanton. Batting fifth, playing third base, Donaldson. Batting sixth, DHing, Carpenter. Batting what is it seventh, playing center field, Hicks. Batting eighth, Trevino, catching. Batting ninth, Connor Falefa, the shortstop. Joey Gallo not in the order. Not in the batting order in tonight's game in Boston. And listen, uh, Raphael Devers, he is an extraordinary hitter this season. Extraordinary. So going into tonight's game, he's actually third in the league in batting average and end runs scored. He's fourth in the entire league in doubles. He's fifth in the entire league in OPS. I mean, you get the point. The guy is doing a great job this season. He's clearly a tough out. Okay, but that is no excuse to not be able to get him out. It's time to cancel the rent-free program that he's on in Garrett Cole's mind. Devers has six home runs in his last six games against Cole, and he's the only active hitter with six home runs in a six-game span against any pitchers. Dever, Devers, Cole. So lucky for Garrett Cole, and I'm not pretending to know more than a four-time all-star pitcher. I'm not. But he asked, and I think I might have an answer. So challenge accepted. I studied the heat maps, the stat zone charts, all of it on Raphael Devers. And I want you, wherever you are right now, on the beach, driving in your car, keep your eyes open though, please, if you're driving in the car. I just want you to picture the strike zone as one big square with nine squares, all of the same size, inside of it. Okay? One big square with nine equally sized squares in grid fashion inside of it. You got it? Don't drive off the road. I then looked back at the two most recent home runs by Devers off Cole, that the two in the same game one. And I saw that in the third inning, Cole's 89-mile-an-hour slider was on the lowest, farthest outside of the nine little squares. I saw that in the fifth inning, Cole's 91-mile-an-hour changeup was on the lowest, farthest outside of the nine little squares. And both both at-bats, by the way, Devers was in control of the count. I mean, it was, it, it, they both started 1-0. One ball, zero strikes. So... What's your objective if you're Garrett Cole? That's what I'd like. That's what I probably would have asked him in that spot. Is it just to prevent him from from hitting a home run? Or is it to strike Devers out? Because if you're going to prevent him from getting a home run, you have to keep the ball on the outer middle or the outer utmost squares of that strike zone. Outer middle, outer utmost. He has hit zero home runs so far this season in those zones. So, I mean, it really is precision pitching here. Because if you miss middle middle or middle up or even low outside, he will crush it. So if your objective is to prevent a home run from Devers, my pitch sequencing would be try to keep him guessing uh, by working him in and out versus up and down on the vertical planes. And obviously changing speeds while doing so, so he can't time it, obviously. Or then if your objective is to strike Devers out, well, I would still attack those same zones. Because, but then I would say his, his most strikeouts, Devers that is, occur when you can get him to chase out of the zone high and outside. But in conclusion, you cannot pitch Devers low, which is precisely what Cole did. The result was two home runs in the same game. And lucky for the Yankees, the way it's going, they are seemingly escaping playing any meaningful baseball against the Red Sox this fall, which is a great thing for Cole, who has not only struggled against Devers, but in Fenway Park just in general. Which leads me to my next question for you, the listener. Where is your panic meter at In general, With Garrett Cole, the $36 million ace, right? I mean, he is in the top 10 in the league in quality starts. He's fourth in the league in strikeouts. He doesn't walk a ton of guys. And yet he's 29th in the league in ERA. So where is your panic meter at for a guy like Garrett Garrett Cole? You know, I I myself am not too concerned. The Yankees lead the league in average runs per game. We just talked about that. So easily overcomable. And I'm only going to look at this season... He shut down the Astros because that's who the Yankees are in a collision course with, right? Just on June 25th, seven innings, 106-pitch 100 pitch start, one earned run, eight strikeouts. I'm not too concerned about Garrett Cole. The World Series will run through Houston where he is quite comfortable. In a really large sample size, opposing batters hit 178 against him at Minute Maid Park. I'm good. 877-337-6666. Josh in the Bronx, you're up on the fan.
10: I'm telling you, Danielle. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you. L- Listen, um, with Attendee, you know it's like Paulie said. Paulie Rosenberg just said, you know, I'm going to make you a deal you can't refuse. But you know, if the price, you know, if the price is too high, Danielle, I'm not going to do it. The Yankees are in good shape right now, but you know, go to the farm system. They got. They got Hermann coming back. They got Clark Schmidt down there. They got the pitchers. They got the outfielders down there. But if Cashman is going to pull the trigger on Ben Attendee, you know, do it with something that you can afford to give up. Right. You know? Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just, okay.
1: Yeah, Josh, great point there. Yeah, you're not breaking the bank. You're not trading away your blue-chip prospects for a guy like Andrew Ben He's on a expiring contract, an N-expiring contract. Absolutely. So you're not breaking the bank to go and get him? No way. Lou in Manhattan, you're up next on the fan.
11: Lou. Hello. Yeah. No, so um, I'll throw one that's really in outer space. Um, why don't the Yankees make an extreme bid to bring out of retirement Buster Posey and give the Giants, you know, a couple of minor leaguers? To restart their team because they're in a total rebuild phase. Buster Posey may want to come out um, to play for World Series, and, and he's won about five World Series already. Okay, a race.
1: There, Lou. I'm just going to cut you right there because that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Convince Buster Posey to come out of retirement? Who a guy said he's retiring because he wants to do more stuff with his family? In the, in the later months? Well, I'm sorry. In November specifically, he mentioned. Uh, what? Yankee's going to be playing in November. He said, physically, it's much harder now. And to be honest, it's hard to enjoy it as much when there's physical pain that you're dealing with on a daily basis. Buster Posey. Oh, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. I can't. I, I just, I can't believe that. Just, I can't. I, that's just too much. Uh, Dominic and East Rochester. You're on the fan. About Bernie Williams, let's get him back. Oh, Derek Jeter while we're at it. He was just at the stadium the <laughs> other night. Yeah. Bartolo Colon, I got it. How about Bartolo Colon as a Yankee? Come on. <laughs> what are we thinking? Danny, I've talked to you before.
4: I'm old. I'm going to be 75 next week. I'm 70 years a Yankee Well, happy fan. birthday. So, well, thank you, Danny. And, but fortunately, I can solve the outfield problem, the rotation problem. That's a up.
1: Oh, no. But, you know,
4: first of all, just on last night for a moment, and by the way, earlier caller, the last night's game means everything, everything. Why? Every time we play the Red Sox, it's a matter of life and death. But the Yankees are 15
1: games ahead of them. One I game is know, not going to really, kill them.
4: But, you know, when you got the game one, really, and my one question for last night I would like to get to those outfield and that uh it that kid that got his first hit through the second base hole mm-hmm. his name, first name is Jeter
1: I think yeah Jeter Downs yeah like, where the hell
4: was Torres I mean what, what was Torres doing over my second base
1: yeah they probably had the shift over. on him I, I would love to see like a, a separate He's camera where you could see where the fielders are but it wasn't his Danny. choice Danny a shift on a kid never got a hit yeah I know I know Anyway. That's what the analytics uh, say there, Dominic. I don't know.
4: Yeah. And listen, after I hang up, I don't know if you broke down the third guy. Is his name App? Yeah, but yes. anyway, I, I, I didn't hear the breakdown on him. But outfield problem is solved easily. Miguel Andujar, end of story, terrific hitter, showing he can catch the ball. That's the end of the story. Rotation. We have Sears to add to the rotation mm-hmm. for some help. And let's not go to sleep on Domingo Herman. This kid won
1: 19 games. Yeah, but Boone said so he's, he's going to sleep on this right. guy. Dominic, I get and, it. And and, and and Boone said that he's going to be back Uh, when he comes back. He's going to be in a bullpen role. He said it. So I, I get it. Maybe that could be a, like a bullpenning sort of game, like a, with an opener and, and all that. I get it. Um, but I guess the, the takeaway from you, Dominic, is that you're saying that the Yankees should stay pat, stand pat. Uh, I'd like to see Ben Benintendi, but I'd like to see the cost of it, obviously. Uh, but if not, then I- I'm out on the other two guys, for sure. And maybe the answer is going to come from within. Who knows? All right, Paulie's giving me the, the break sign here. Quick break. Uh, we've got uh, Kevin Dexter on the update, and the Mets are still tied 0-0. Whether your first
0: time, long time, or all the time, call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices.
1: Welcome back to Danielle in the daytime here on The Fan Pauly R on the ones and twos, with DJ Hardwell, my favorite of all time. Do you know he has a new song, by the way? I think I sent it to you. Did I send it to you? Pac-Man? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I like it. (laughs) Welcome in. From the beach, from the car. I don't know, wherever you are. Ooh, that rhymed. I'm such a poet, and I didn't even know it. Uh, You know, I had some planned time off. I feel like it's been a while here. Um, Went to Vegas, and uh, the reason I chose that weekend to go was to see my friend Misha fight, and the girl that she was supposed to be fighting... Backed out of the fight, and now it's rescheduled to guess where? Long Island, of all places. The UBS Arena. So I'll be there on the, what is it, the 16th? Saturday the 16th, I'll be at UBS Arena. And um, of all the places in the world, I mean, Long Island's kind of far from where I am, but at least it's not like, you know, in Cleveland or anywhere else. So, all right, it's fine. But with six days in advance, you know, obviously I wasn't going to cancel the trip. So I still went, um... The sports book, you know, has lost its appeal because we could do it from our phones. So, you know, I used to do that. I used to, you know, go there and get my tickets and put them on the fridge. And first time I ever did it was 2009. The Yankees won. So I was like, oh, this is easy. And of course, you know. And then uh, what else? Uh, I did some paddle boarding on Lake Las Vegas for the very first time. Every, You know, I've been there Vegas countless times, but never Lake Las Vegas. Highly suggest it. My friend that lives there um, uh, took me there. Paddle boards, kayaks, the whole thing. Um, I did not fall in, which is good. And also I put like on my watch, I put like the workout thing burned like a, almost a thousand calories that day doing it. She fell in and I didn't want to like turn my head to actually look and laugh. Like I turned somewhat, but I was still a little wobbly myself. So I didn't want to laugh too hard, <laughs> but, uh, the aces were not home. The aviators did not fit into my plan. So, um, I couldn't go in any games, But I did visit the NFL store in Caesars, uh, the Caesars Forum Shops. Took some pics with the logo, with the Giants helmet. And I almost left with the $29 Zach Wilson t-shirt, but I did not. And it was just just a really cool store. Uh, People were literally waiting by the gates for the store to open. So, um, yeah, so there's that. Fun time in Vegas. But I'm back. And I'm with a vengeance here on the fan and and otherwise. And here, the Mets, uh, bottom of the ninth inning. There's one out. They've got Tommy Hunter warming in the bullpen in case of extra innings. Uh I'm sorry, bottom of the night. Did I say top? Bottom I meant. Um Zero Zero score. So I'll keep you keep you locked in on that. Steven in Brooklyn, New York, you're up next on the fan.
2: Yeah, hi. Um so I'm 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 calling because I it seems like you always have this very negative take on the Yankees. Really, doom and, like and gloom, sky is falling. Really, type of thing. can I you have an example? Can, can you give me an example there, Stephen? Oh, all the stuff like the stuff that you like. Okay, so you had been mentioning a while back that, you know, let's see how the Yankees do through this tough stretch and this and that. And um, I don't you know, think that's Yankees I don't think gotten, that's negative. The Yankees, well, the, well, the Yankees have always proven themselves at this point. And every time they do, it's still like, we've got to worry about this. We got, on the other hand, what you should be focusing on, in my opinion, because the Yankees do still have a 15-game lead, is what's happening with the Mets. We used to have a 10-game-plus lead. Well, and are here linearly Stephen. I'll, I'll tell you why
1: I'm yeah. not focusing on the Mets just yet, because they're still playing, and anybody interested in the Mets is well, still me, watching well, let the let
2: Mets. You, well, let me ask you about this. I mean, they're getting shut down by the Marlins ahead of an important series with the Braves. I mean, I'd be pretty concerned that the Met offense, which hasn't really been doing very well lately. Mm. I'd be worried about that. You're um, not,
1: but let me so ask you this, Steven. You're not worried that sure. the Astros beat the Yankees three times out of five I, I so be far more this year? That
2: the Astros humiliated the Mets four games. They weren't. No, even no, Stephen, answer Never the question, a man.
1: Answer the question. I'm not worried about. You're not worried Astros. about that.
2: Not. No, we, we came back on. We came back against them Oofah. twice late Oofah. in the game. We beat them two games, and the, the 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 games we lost, we barely lost. So I wouldn't say that we embarrassed them. Barely lost. The One, you games.
1: got no hit there, Steven. You're not concerned about that? Well, we were getting no hit, and we oh, won the game. Oh, and we my. won the game. You got no so, but, Oh, but my God. I, I would be yes, worried.
2: I'd be worried about the Mets oh, with the man. Braves coming up. I mean, the Braves have barely played the Nationals. Oh, wow. The Mets- pounded the Nationals and and, and you're not concerned team. about the
1: Astros whatsoever no no, I'm not I wow. think the Yankees
2: are every bit as good as them and wow. um, I mean, just because they really? lost two, uh three games out of five doesn't does doesn't mean anything really oh
1: really so,
6: uh, oh, I
2: think the how Yankees about in a, a five game series yeah.
1: you're not uh, that, right there the Astros win a five game series I'll put, it, I'll put it
2: to I'll put it to like this if oh yeah Yankees go ahead Steven man
1: explain it to uh, me buddy go ahead
2: yeah, if the Yankees yeah. played the Astros a yeah. hundred times, yeah, uh-huh. they could they could win fifty
1: games. I are mean, you Nostradamus? Oh my God, is Nostradamus so, calling in from Brooklyn, New York?
2: Yeah, it's not about that. It's about uh. two very evenly matched teams. Uh. Either team could win. Right? It wouldn't uh. surprise me if either team won. The Astros are that good. On the other hand, who are the Mets playing? That is so okay. good, Steven. Let's
1: see how they do. Let's see. Let's see how they do against the Braves. Yeah, let's and see. All right, Stephen. Okay, enough of that condescending I just can't stand with condescending I can't deal with it if you're a Yankee fan you should you should be concerned I'm not gonna tell you like he told me but I would say I would be concerned having lost and been no hit (laughs) and no hit by the way at Yankee Stadium you can't even say they cheated or anything you got no hit in your own stadium that would be concerning with me they scored seven runs in one game six in the other and then the remaining three of the Yankees they scored one or maybe it was two yeah I'd be concerned that's it that's it. Steve, I don't need you man explaining it to me, dude. You can't go out and make predictions and prognostications like you're Nostradamus out there. You just can't. Look at what the body of work has already happened. 3 out of 5 games so far this season, the Astros have won 3 of them. That's a, that's a huge cost for us. the Yankees have steamrolled everybody in their way biggest run differential in the most runs scored per game in the league and yet the Astros seem to have their number don't they You want to make it to the World Series you got to prove that you could beat the Astros and as of today July 10th Yankees have only beat them twice out of five times <laughs> Come on Steve Come on uh, Ben in Queens you've been hanging on for a while Ben go ahead.
4: Okay, I gotta follow that. Firstly, uh, <laughs> welcome to brunch with Coach. Um, all right, let's let's let, let's do this. Let's do this. First, bad news. Unfortunately, your Zuri ladies are getting trounced by France at the moment. Five zip. Mm. Uh, your backline just isn't fast enough to keep up with France right now. You got. You are. Oh, you do have two strikers that uh, that that. I pay attention to when it comes World Cup time, because I think Italy will make the World Cup, but backline is young. There it goes. Uh, And and France is
10: taking advantage.
4: Uh, WNBA, you mentioned on on your trip, and I'm glad you had fun. Uh, Some news dropped today. I hope you got a chance to see it. Uh, They announced that uh, for the league finals, they're going to be using chartered flights for the league.
1: Oh, finally. I didn't see that. Well, okay. well, well.
4: They're also going to increase, increase the bonus pool money for the playoff winners. Good. And and in 2023, the league is going to expand the season to 40 games.
1: Wow. Look at you, Ben. I didn't see any okay. of that.
4: I love it. Okay. All of it. I love it. All right. Um, Kelsey Plum won won the All Star MVP. Uh-huh. Uh, Sabrina Nescu won the Skills Challenge, and they did something very cool. They paired them with high school All Stars. I so saw that.
1: The, yes, recruits. Yeah.
4: So I I figured you had so much negativity. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh positive. yeah.
1: Negative. Yeah. I'm like negative Nelly over here. All right, so so here we go. With you this. can't Ben, these guys can't handle the truth. That's what it is.
4: Oh, no, 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 it's it's not that. Hey, hey, I, I, I just look at it this way. On the weekend of Yankees-Socks, Yankees fans feel a sort of way, and when you come and you tell certain fans what your idea is, and folks out there, it's been a month that coach has been suggesting Ben attendee. Yeah. This ain't just made up. All right, all right. So, so I'm I'm just saying it just shows how much some people listen. For the last caller, she's right. She can't talk Mets now because the Mets fans are paying attention to the game. Exactly. And and by the way, for the Mets, great job with Keith Hernandez day yesterday. Great job with that. my dad had a had a ball at that one. So thank you, Mets, for that. Now
12: I get to my yanks,
4: and I'm just I'm just like this. And the 10th inning begins, and I'm not even going to go to Peralta. I'm looking at Rizzo, and I'm just like, hey, we got two runs. That's cool. You're on second base. That's cool. This is Yankee Sox. What lead is safe in a
1: Yankee Sox game?
4: None. Why are you trying to steal
1: third? I know that. was oh. I don't know. I don't know what that was. He didn't get a good, you know, Ben and, and thanks for the call. Great point. There. That was Rizzo. I believe that tried to steal third. And you look at, in a game, in a situation like that, I know they're trying to push the uh, the envelope. But I, I get it. I, I know it. I understand. But if you're Anthony Rizzo, and, I, and it looked to me as if there was a hidden run that was on, because I believe it was, who was it? Stanton at the plate, right? If you're Anthony Rizzo, and I tell as a third base coach myself, when I tell the kids that, that are on third base with me, if you, I'm going to give you the steal sign, okay? But if you don't feel it, don't do it. Don't force it. We'll figure it out. I mean, the Yankees already had a guy in scoring position, Rizzo, right? And he got a terrible jump and got thrown out. I mean, Anthony Rizzo, the guy's not known for his his his, his wheels, his feet, his speed. He's not, what's the Roman god of, of is it Mercury, right? He, he's not Mercury out there. So... When he tries to steal third and gets thrown out, I'm, I'm, I'm watching and I'm like, what is he doing? What is he thinking? Man. Vincent and Clifton, you're up next on the fan.
13: Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for making it. So, I'm listening to you all afternoon. And you know what? There's only two people so far to have made any sense at all. And that was your 75-year-old caller. All right. Who pretty much said, uh, "Let's stand pat," mm-hmm. and and uh, and your co-host. I, I'm sorry, I I don't know his name. His but name, Paul. He's saying the same thing. Why is why is everybody panicking here? This is ridiculous. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this shouldn't be a trade deadline. This shouldn't be an opportunity for richer teams to be able to plug in holes. Okay, to to uh, to to get to the end. All right, and not going with what they have. I think this is. I think it's totally ridiculous. You should be. You should just go with the team that you. Unless there has been an outright uh, loss uh, for for a whole season from somebody, then the league should allow you to do that. Okay. So I, I so think that's idea ridiculous. So your idea, Vincent, is to I mean, the abolish fans, the, the entire. Okay. they are trying to build the, okay. to build the twenty-seven understand. Yankees here. I'm just trying to understand here, Vincent. Bug in this hole. Bug in that hole. You know, it's ridiculous. Okay, but here, here, here. Keep...
1: Okay, Vincent. Go ahead. Yeah, you're going to let me do it because I was just about to hang up on you. My question to you is: This is not how this works. My question to you is: You just want to just abolish the trade deadline? Just get rid of it?
14: Right.
13: Because because a lot of a lot of the teams can't do that, and only only your teams like the Dodgers or the Yankees. Then how are
1: then how are teams like the Reds and like the like those teams that are not making a run? How are they ever supposed to refuel? Their own farm system and replenish their course, farm they system. They should
13: be set up from day from day one. They should be set up from day one. All right, what? they shouldn't have to wait to see if they're going to be competitive or not. They should make them competitive from the first day. But well, that's what they tried right? in the last that's CBA, and it doesn't work. It didn't work. Well, well, that, uh, then then anyway, hold on. Then what are we going to do let, here, Vincent? All uh, right, let me get back to Yarrow for a minute. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're not, gonna, we're not going to we're not going to explore that any farther. farther. Okay. You made a very good observation with Devers. Now, with what, what all the brain trust, with all the people in, in baseball, in Texas, in New York, and wherever, I don't care. Why? It's so obvious. The announcers know it. The people know it. You you, you did an uh, an analytic thing, and you pulled it up on Devers. I see it. He can't. Or I can get him out. What you got to do is pitch him high and outside. Pitch him high and outside, and he's done. Yeah. It's very simple. That's it. Why doesn't anybody see this? I don't know, Vincent. I don't know. Well, what are they doing in this dugout? What the hell are they doing besides spitting on the ground? That's another issue. Please.
6: Oh, you know? You're well, talking about why, the, why, the why don't they get
13: the cameras off the dugout and stop looking? have to look at people, especially uh, uh, the, the managers and the ballplayers, spitting on the ground where other people have to walk on it, Whoa. even at the batter's box. What
1: is going on? No spitting and no trade deadline. That's Vincent and Clifton. All right, let's go to uh, Douglas in the Bronx. You're up next on The Fan. Ben tornato
9: on New York Daniel. <laughs> <A> grazie. Grazie. <laughs> yes. Uh let's not forget uh with what the Yankees uh are looking for at the trade deadline. They're playing in the best division of in MLB cuz um earlier the Orioles swept the Angels. They're 43 and 44. They're in last place in the AL East. They're just three games out of a of a playoff spot. Yeah. So, uh this is, yes, Astros are the number one uh, threat to the Yankees, but they got a lot of solid clubs in this division. So it's it's still, and yes, there's they're, they're uh, double digits in front. What are they, 15 games in front? Uh, hey, Douglas, players? let me just yeah. interrupt
1: you one second. Billy Hamilton tried doing with uh, what uh, Anthony Rizzo tried doing last night. He stole third. There was an overthrow by Nito. The Marlins have just taken the lead in the top of the 10th over the Mets, 1-0. Go ahead, continue.
9: Wow, wow, Okay. So uh, this week marks the first week of 2022 inside the Big Brother house without Misha Tate. Yeah. Very surreal. I'm not Very into surreal. it
1: anymore. I only watch when she was on.
9: I, I get it. I get it. How, uh, how is she, she handling up? You met her in Vegas. How is? How, what's the scouting report going into Saturday?
1: So I didn't meet her because I, we were texting and the whole thing, but she said she would prefer to just stay on her plan, and and I'm not trying to screw anything up for her. So I was like, all right. I'll she said, are you going to be in Long Island? I said, yeah. She said, all right, I'll see you then. So I, I didn't see her this time.
9: Great. Right. Okay. And, oh, uh, yeah. and by the way, uh, maybe his friends or family are listening, there is a poochie in this summer's Big Brother house. Can you believe it? No relation, though. No oh. relation. Huh. But he hails from Staten Island. I don't know if it's friends or family are listening, but hello, hello. Yeah, your son is doing good the, and <laughs> they're doing good in the house. Okay, so while you out in there in Vegas, I heard you on Steve Colfield's show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a great guest spot you had with him. He had you on for the whole hour.
1: So yeah. That was great. yeah, thank you. <laughs> and jersey short dude. Joey- oh, Always looking after his own, jersey.
9: Yeah, uh, and the topic of Joey Gallo came up because right, he hails from Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, and the host expressed a uh, be, uh, bewilderment that the New York fans boo players. <laughs> and so that's how it came up. Yeah. And I tweeted him. I tweeted him the, the day after, and I said that we're not booing the person. We're booing the performance. And yes. I slightly disagree with his notion that it's counterproductive because, I mean, that is our way of expressing our displeasure for the organization right. in, in some sense. Um, uh, I know it's not easy for the player, by all means. And, again, and granted, New York, they're not, we're not immune to management incompetence like the Knicks, the Jets, the Giants. But at least we are passionate. We, uh, that incompetence does not go ignored. And I would say the same for Philadelphia and Boston. They're all passionate fans. So uh, that was, that well, was my it. deal. But Douglas, you
1: just, just, if, if you're not booing the player. You're booing the performance. Exactly. Exactly right. And uh, I see Richard, I see you, Dave, I see you, Micah. we got to take a quick break here. I'll keep an eye on this Mets game. And, and if you'd like, we, you know, maybe you're a Met fan on the way home. It doesn't look like there's a lot of butts in seats there now. So, uh, you know what, let's get into some uh, some Mets uh, trade deadline stuff. We did it for the Yankees already. We can continue to do that definitely for sure. And let's add the Mets into the mix now a little bit. I'm Danielle McCartan. Give me a call to discuss with the Mets and the Yankees. Need and what they should do at the trade deadline at 877 337 6666.
0: Even WFA and hosts need a break sometimes. Call the fan at 877 337 6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices.
1: Well, 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 mid-tenth, the Marlins have taken a 2-0 lead over the Mets. And uh, if you're taking the, the walk back to the car right now, maybe you're stuck in traffic leaving Citi Field, thanks for tuning in. Uh, just in time, because we're just about to talk about some Mets trade strategies. And, of course, keep your Yankee ones coming as well. 877-337-6666. I am Daniel McCartin with you for another two hours here on the fan. Um, I think, number one, the Mets need to address their bullpen. I mean, clearly, case in point. Just now, right? And then um, going into today, the, the bullpen has a ERA of 3.57, 11th in the league. They've blown 11 saves so far this season, so far going into today. You know what? And just quite frankly, the bullpen of the Mets just doesn't pass the eye test. And you know, take into consideration today's game, sure. Uh, but, but last night's game as well. Carrasco left the game with the lead. Miami took a 2-1 lead on a Lugo wild pitch top of the 6th. Then Adovino served up a beach ball to Aguilar on a 0-2 count in the top of the eighth. And then he promptly unloaded his seats to tie the game at three. So the Mets were were lucky to come away with a win last night because it's just some terrible defense by the Marlins. And the Mets are not winning last night or yesterday's game if it was against a good team. And because I have 0% confidence in the bullpen, now and at the beginning of the season, if you're a fan of the show, you know it, the good news is that the team, the Mets, are in win now mode, just like the Yankees are. We have some of the best baseball being played in this city right now. And like the Mets are, relief pitchers are pretty—I don't know—cost-effective in terms of what the Mets would have to give up. So it's a good, good move, I would think. And you know, I think um, I think a guy like David Robertson makes makes a ton of sense for the Mets. Epler and him spent some time together with the Yankees. Robertson has postseason experience in New York. I think it's a perfect match. And by the way, the guy's only allowed, last I checked, which was yesterday, he's, David Robinson has allowed eight earned runs this entire season so far. Lugo, 13. So, which kind of leads me to my next point. The Mets need a bat, right? Well, James McCann grabbed his left side during last night's game. He's out for an extended period of time. Patrick Mazzica was pulled from his minor league game immediately. Safe to say that the Mets need a real catcher. And who better than a rental catcher with a huge bat that could also DH? The answer is very simple, like it is for the Yankees. The answer is very simple. It's Wilson Contreras. If you're a fan of the show, you know I've been saying that name for uh, weeks on end now. And that that having Contreras would kind of displace that urgency of of getting that big bat DH. Forget Nelson Cruz, too. If you're Nelson Cruz, you're going to call me up with that? Forget him. Contreras, this season, is having career best in OPS, walk rate, strikeout percentage, hard hit percentage. His OPS is 890. The Mets catchers have an OPS of 493. It's like double. And if you're into war, which I'm not really, the F war on Contreras is 2.7. The fangraphs war on the current Mets catchers, is, is, they combine for negative .1. And then Contreras has the eighth-best average pop time to second base in the entire league. How about keeping runs off the board, huh? Nito, 26th. fifty 59th. McCann, 60th. I've been saying it for many weeks already. Get Contreras to Queens in a package deal with the Cubs, Robertson, and Wilson Contreras. The Mets would immediately be better and not have to worry about the Braves uh, breathing down their necks. Your thoughts on Contreras as a Met? bolstering the bullpen to make this team a true World Series contender. I'm, D- I'm Daniel McCartan. Call me 877-337-6666. I'll keep it Could you try again? Oh, okay, Siri. Um, I said World Series, and then Siri activated. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on this Mets game for you. Okay, he's still talking to me. Shut up, Siri. Oh, my God. Rough, man. Oh, huh. hey, he's eavesdropping on every conversation I've got going on, this guy.
8: You know what we call that? <laughs> Big pharma, big tech. All uh-huh. it is.
1: <laughs> uh, the Mets might come away with a big L today. Two nothing, bottom of the tenth, no outs. Hey, you gotta believe, right? We'll see what happens. All right, in the order that you call Richard in Manhattan, you're up on the fan. Richard? Uh oh. All right, Richard, you're going to have to give us a call back. Sorry about that. We got nothing. I didn't hear any fumbling of the phone or, or anything. So, Richard, give us a call back. I'll get you on right away, okay? Uh, Dave in Brooklyn, New York. You're up next on The Fan. Hello, oh, how are you? Good, how are you?
15: Great, great. Love your show. Thank you. Um, yeah, Danielle, um, this, is, this is my opinion on, on Aaron Boone, my opinion alone. Um, now, the record looks great. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So it makes perfect sense to say, hey, he's got to be a great manager, right? Mm -hmm. Well, my opinion is guess again. He may have a great, well, okay, so the other day, you know, in Pittsburgh, right? Mm -hmm. He benches not only Judge, but LeMayhew on the same day, including the fact that there was an off day the following day. And then he ended up using LeMahieu anyway, and Judge was on deck. And we ended up getting, I think, one hit in that game. So, you know, I understand benching one of them, but benching two of your stars before an off day, unless there's a reason that that had to happen that I don't know about, you know what, it's kind of making me wonder, like, was that really necessary? That's number one. Mm. Number two, last night. Again, unless there's something that we don't know about that made him do this would it have really been that bad to put in Holmes for one more inning? I mean, it really would have been nice to, yeah. to protect this 2-1 lead, especially in the 10th inning with a guy in second, uh, uh, Peralta. I have no problem with the guy, but he's not a closer. So I don't really get this. Like, It's like all I'm saying is, you know, you would think, you know, Boone and, uh, you know, the pedigree and his, his whole family's in this. Mm-hmm. Why does it, you know, well, I mean, am I wrong by saying – at 13 years old, I would have said, you know what, i when, when I was a kid, I would have said, eh, put in homes for one
7: more inning. Yeah. Am I wrong?
1: Oh, the, uh, Dave, the problem is the analytics say differently, you know the whole thing. The yeah. analytics say differently and that and that's that's part of the problem. I mean, it's it's nowadays it's like here's what the computer says, here's what we're going to do.
15: Right, exactly. And 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 obviously you know, the, I mean, people will argue for and against. I get that, but like, you know, back in the day, Billy Martin would have said, "eh, let's get this one, let's win three out of four, let's put that much pressure on this team, let's really bury them." Yeah. Lou Pinella, I think, would have done the same thing. You, you know, Goose Gosling just saying, "Hey, man, I used to pitch three innings." I mean, it's like so. Yeah. yeah. No, and Dave. You know, I,
1: I, yeah, I get it, Dave. And thanks yeah. for thanks for the Th- call there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, you know what? Hey, uh, by the way, uh, in the Met game, Brandon Nimmo just. Just, and I say just, I mean just, missed a game-tying two-run home run in the bottom of the 10th. I mean, by inches. And uh, the runner on third, I don't know who it is, uh, tagged up. So the Mets are in a situation. Guillermo, thank you very much. Uh, they're in a situation where Marcana is up at bat with two outs, bottom of the 10th, runner on third. Uh, it's looking dire for the Mets right now. Uh, let's go to, oh, Richard in Manhattan's back. Richard, go ahead. What Hi, there?
11: Daniel. By the way, the Mets had first and second no out against Alcantara, and they don't even bunt. Mm-hmm. Don't score. I mean, they must think they're going to hit the three-run homer against these guys. Makes no sense. Yep. No sense at all. Okay. Yankee game last night. Uh, analytics. How is it analytically smart? And they asked Boone after the game. He said, I'm okay with it. Judge doubles in the 10th. Man on second scores, the automatic runner. Mm-hmm. Gallo doubles. Gallo misses four games with a bad... Back. Rizzo, Rizzo. Rizzo, rather. Yeah. Misses four games with a bad back.
6: Mm-hmm. Four
11: games. And he tries to steal third. Mm-hmm. After the game, Boone says, I'm okay with... In what analytical model does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what, though? It just worked for the Marlins on the overthrow. I mean... Four... Th-
11: Did he admit that the guy that stole third, uh, attempting to steal third, missed four games with a bad back? Yeah, No.
1: And, uh, and no by the way, the by, ninth the way. Inning, yeah, by the, the way, inning? it was Billy Hamilton, not Anthony Rizzo. That's right. Today. That guy's much faster. Yeah, and much faster. This what they had a two-run
11: lead. If you bunt them over the third, I know, I know, uh, 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 Stanton doesn't bunt. Mm. Attempt one bunt, maybe get him over the third with one out, and then the uh, guy behind him—I forgot who's behind him—the uh, Torres or whoever—we could, uh, you know, maybe Torres got another run in. Night. Yeah.
6: And then they asked
11: Boone after the game. He must think we're stupid. And he says, he's. Oh, I'm okay with that. That's, it's okay to attempt to steal third with no out, but to butt them over, that's not good. Because analytically, it's not good. I, see, I don't understand any of this. None of this makes sense to me. Zero. And yesterday, like they call it before me, Holmes has pitched the ninth inning, he pitched one, two, three, eight pitches. Yeah. Where does it say to take out a pitcher after he pitched a one, two, three, eight? Oh, why,
1: yeah. On you, the uh, iPad. That's where it says it.
11: Now, let's say the game went into 16, 15 innings. You yeah. would have used seven relief pitches. <laughs> yeah. Everyone pitching one. I mean, he's lucky that they lost only in the tenth inning because Peralta got him out of it. He didn't have to use two or three more relief pitches. But why doesn't he think forward and say, wait, Holmes is pitching good. Let me get another inning out of it. He's got 18 pitches. he's he just got out one, two, three. He had a shaky eight, okay, mm-hmm. but the ninth, he was eight pitches. One, two, three, eight pitches. Let's give him at least one or two batters in the tenth, if for no other sake, to save the bullpen. Yeah. But no... Because this game can go, who knows, 15, 16 innings. What are you going to take every pitcher out after one inning? You're going to start using position players. I mean, it makes no sense. All these complaints about analytics, that's all BS. It's not. It, it has nothing to do with BS, with, with uh, analytics. It has to do with what they feel is correct. The manager's not going to tell you the truth. Yep. I mean, how could he but, say in a right mind, I'm okay with that? Yeah. It
1: makes no sense. Uh, I at know. All. Uh, Zero. Bully me, Richard. I know. Pitcher's pitching eight pitches. And he's getting taken <laughs> out. I get it. I, I get the frustration. And that, it's the same old. It's the same old. It's it's not like that was the first time that's ever happened. And I get that it's very frustrating. I understand that, obviously. And I, I would have, if it were me, put Holmes out there for at least one more inning. And ha- here we are. The Mets are first and third. Two outs. Lindor at the plate. Keep you posted. Let's go to Micah. Is it Micah or Mika in Brooklyn? Hi, it's Micah. Micah. Okay, that's my first guess. Go ahead, Micah. You're up on the fan.
16: Hey, so a few things. Number one, I'll tell you why Boone was okay with Rizzo's stealing. because Stanton's won for his last 20, and he's been striking out a lot, which is kind of normal for him. Yeah, but so you're talking so Anthony Rizzo. The- you're not
1: talking a guy that has like actual like speed to, ki- to burn. I know. I, I know, but Anthony Rizzo does have the
16: most steals at third base in baseball this year. I, I, I don't agree with it, but I'm telling you that's why Boone's okay.
6: With mm-hmm.
16: um, second, why was Clay Holmes not going after the 10th inning? Because there are only seven, there are only seven pitchers who have appeared in more games this year than Clowns has, and we see it when pitchers get overused towards the end in the, in the postseason. Their arms go dead, and they're not as effective. We saw it with Chad Green. Um,
1: so, in essence, you're that, saying, yeah, yeah but in essence, you're saying that, that Boone sacrificed last night for uh, the greater good of the lo- the longevity of the season. I think. I that's mean, he exactly pitched, eight, what eight eight pitches. pitches, but eight pitches, eight.
16: Sure, doesn't matter. And he's pitching 38 games this year. There are only seven pitchers in baseball that have pitched for more games. And yeah, but, but and okay, appearances, but about how, do you
1: have the total of the number of pitches thrown per per appearance, average number of pitches thrown?
16: It, don't. The
1: okay. he's not a primarily strikeout
16: pitcher. I mean, he does get strikeout because he goes hard in does a movement, but he's a single first pitcher, which means ground balls.
1: Which so, means double plays, you know, but okay, go ahead.
16: Right. which means that he shouldn't be throwing as many pitches. I'm not saying I agree with not sending him out for the 10th inning, but that's exactly why Aaron Boone did it. Um, Mm, Okay. last thing I wanted to talk about was um, possible trade deadline things that the Yankees could do. Shortstop's their biggest area of concern. I know that Joey Gallo's been really bad. What? Shortstop? I hear of. Fluff has been awful.
1: You hear he's been awful, or you've been watching that he's been awful, or he's been good. Do you know?
16: he an awful. He's got a sub six fifty OPS. Yeah, but his OPS but he, but, is in the
1: eighties. Yeah, but he, but he's not that kind of a hitter.
16: Sure, but no one's expecting you to have a to be fifteen percent worse than the league average hitter.
1: The Yankees don't have a shortstop problem.
16: Yeah, they do, but they do. There's a massive shortstop problem. We've also got a problem in left field that can be easily replaced. You're telling
1: me that the yes. Yankees' biggest yeah. issue is at shortstop? Yes. You are? And are you, you're you not joking?
16: I'm serious. Why do you think... Why, tell me why <laughs> you think i <I'm> a <laughs> kind of good shortstop.
1: Say that again? I was too busy laughing. What?
16: Why do you think IKF is a good shortstop?
1: Uh, have you checked his defense? Uh, the fact that the guy has uh, can run the bases? I mean... The intangible things, like he, he's not a good is he, is he, no, is he, is he, Micah. He's not a good. Don't put, don't put. Don't put words. Okay. Running. Don't put. Okay. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say he was a good shortstop. I'm saying he's not the biggest issue that the Yankees have at this juncture in time. He's not a liability in the field. He's not a liability at bat. Yes, he is. Okay. You can't hit. Okay. He can't hit. And that's it. That's it, period? He can't hit? All right, hit, All right. So, so, all right Mike, let's, let's go along with this. Who are the Yankees bringing in to play shortstop?
16: I don't know. Maybe they bring up Volpeck. I don't know. Maybe maybe they, maybe they call him up a little
1: early. I don't know. You know, kinder Falefa is tied for second-best batting average on the team, by the way. I'm just looking now.
16: Oh, do you think batting average is
1: uh, effective stat? Well, I don't know. Do you think OPS is, or whatever you said, was a good stat? I don't know.
16: Yeah, I, I do. I don't
1: think batting average properly reflects how good of a hitter somebody is. Well, I don't think OPS all the time reflects how good of a hitter somebody is either. Okay, so he's you're got telling thir- you- Okay, he's all right, example- Mike, we're going around in circles here. Fact of the matter is, you don't think Isaiah Kiner falefa is a good runner? He's got 13 stolen bases. He leads the team in stolen bases. He's He's tied for second in the team in batting average. The biggest issue for the New York Yankees is not the shortstop position, dude. It's just not... It's the fact that their starting pitchers are, are, are shaky at best in terms of innings limits, uh, you know, maximum innings limits based on the fact that they, four-fifths of them don't have, uh, you know, over the past couple seasons, uh, more than X amount of innings. We went over it before. You know, there's question marks with Cortez, who has never pitched this many innings in his life before, Montgomery, Tyone, and, and um, Severino. That's an issue. The fact that they can't get any production out of the left field, you know, at the plate, that's another issue. Shortstop, forget about it. That is not the biggest issue for this New York Yankees team. Uh, Continue with that here on The Fan, I'm Danielle McCartan.
0: The Fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports,
1: just say, hey Google, play WFAA. to Danielle in the daytime here on The Fan. I just got a tweet just now that just came through at Coach MCCARTAN, also on Instagram at Coach MCCARTAN, and Facebook too, facebook.com slash Coach McCartan there as well. Uh, At SML Toga says, Danielle, how the hell do you not crawl through the phone and choke these people? That guy just said shortstop is the Yankees' biggest problem. Are these people for real? Question mark. I'm losing my mind listening to this with a laughing face. You know, we got the guy who wants to ban spitting. We've got the guy that wants to tell us that shortstop is the biggest issue for the New York Yankees right now. We got all kinds. And I welcome all kinds. So this is, this is you know, it's, it's, it's live entertainment. <laughs> so uh, to, just to recap. Uh, I, I did do a poll, and I, and I have the results of the poll. If, if you indulge me for one second, let me just scroll down on Twitter. I did ask earlier to, to start off the show. I said, which is more urgent for the Yankees to address at the trade deadline? Immediately hitting. Shot up. 75% of the voters said hitting. It equaled out. It's almost it's almost 50-50. On, uh, on Twitter, it's 51.6% of people said hitting is the most important need. On Instagram, 65%. And uh, which leaves uh, starting pitching on on Twitter to say 48% and on, on Instagram, 35%. So uh, Yankee fans uh, are somewhat confident that hitting is going to be the biggest issue for that team moving forward. Uh, to that end, I recommend not just today, but for weeks now, Andrew Benintendi. That is the guy. Because the biggest, weakness for the Yankees is not at the shortstop position. It's at the left field position, offensively speaking. They can't get any offense out of their left fielder. Andrew Benatendi isn't an immediate jolt. However, I guess that it leveled out once I started saying how the starting pitchers for the Yankees, you know, what does their innings limit look like? What is it? No one knows. You or I, you know, we don't know. But you look at Severino, his last full season was 2018. Tyone, you know, not great. 37 in the third innings the year before last. Montgomery. Forty-four innings the year before last, and Cortez—he's never pitched this much ever, so that's a concern. If if it's me, so I think you know the Yankees are not shopping in the Luis Castillo aisle, definitely not. Not in the Frankie Montas aisle, but if they were to get themselves a, you know a, a, a I don't know a back end guy, I would go to a, a, six-man, a six man six six man rotation. That's what I would do, just to preserve some of these arms. That's just me. I don't, I'm not a fan of the bullpen games. I don't like it changing the mindsets of pitchers. I just don't like it. All right, let's go to, uh, in the order that you called, of course, Ralph in Patterson. You're up on a fan.
5: Hey, Daniel. How you doing? This is Ralph Feliciano. We met on Tuesday at the Larry Doby event.
6: Oh, what's up, Ralph?
5: Hey, now you told me to call in, so I wanted to follow up. You did thought, it. I want to say, uh, you know, nice meeting you, first of all, first and foremost. Likewise. But uh, thank you for coming to my great city to help celebrate uh, Larry Doby on his anniversary of breaking color barriers.
1: Oh, that was an awesome grade A event there, Ralph. Uh, I'm happy yeah, to have, great have time. Gone.
5: Thank you. Thank you for your support for the Patterson Fire Department as well.
1: Uh, Ralph, anything. Anything for fire departments or police departments, I'm there, definitely.
5: Absolutely. Well, with that said, I, I'm going to be having a few events coming up in the very near future. We're going to be teaming up with the Boys and Girls Club in Patterson. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be reaching out to you to let you know so you can stop down and help support.
1: Yeah, awesome. Email me. You have, do you have my email? Uh, no, I don't, okay.
5: but uh, I'm on you. I got you on Instagram and or okay, okay. focus on, Perfect. so I'll reach out to you, All right, but just, I definitely appreciate it.
1: Awesome, Ralph. And just make sure you say Ralph the firefighter from Patterson, so I so I know.
5: Absolutely. So everybody knows Ralph the firefighter <laughs> from Patterson. <laughs>
1: well, thanks, Ralph. You're doing a, a dangerous job, so thank you.
5: No problem. Thank you, Danielle.
1: Well, there you go. Man of his word, Ralph from Patterson. I, I met when I was at the event, and I'll talk about that coming up at the top of the hour, but I met uh, a bunch of the firefighters out there in Patterson. Uh, they, were, they were working the event um larry Doby, i'll get into it i'm wearing the t-shirt now that i got that day too
8: looks like a very nice event
1: it was fun yeah it was really fun i was still jet lagged like legitimately jet lagged but i made it there it was fun yeah. powered through yeah powered through we'll talk about that in a sec though coming up let's go to e frank in astoria queens you're up on a fan
17: yeah uh, hi day Dave. uh danielle danielle you know- Yeah, I just, um, is it true that the New York Mets have not won the game in the bottom of the ninth with runners on third?
1: They did not win today.
17: Yeah, so they're still playing. No, it's
1: over. It's over now. They they didn't win.
17: Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. It's just like those uh, podcasts of Sammy the Bull Gravano when he's. You know, this mobster that talks about, you know, uh, bad things, and he's always going, bro, 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 he's convincing you that things are a certain way and they only work one way. It's unbelievable. I thought the Mets were actually going to win the game like that, and they, they, they couldn't win it like that because people are complaining on your show that, you know, they should have bunted, they should have done this and that, and, you know, it's unbelievable. The opinions today are going... Cuckoo for Cocoa pops.
6: Oh, yeah,
1: and, and you heard the guy that's saying the shortstop is the biggest position of need for the Yankees right now. <laughs> that's nuts. Hey, there was a guy, I just got a tweet, too, and he said, uh, I don't know about the shortstop position being the Yankees' biggest need. He, that guy might want to take a look at right field while he's at it, E. Frank. I, 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 I can't believe it.
17: Yeah, I called uh, Diane because uh, I uh, believe that maybe, you know, uh, the Yankees, uh, have uh, the caliber that they need this year this season to win the world series
6: yeah but
17: but uh, you know it, i always uh, i've looked at past uh seasons like uh i usually look at the seasons from the 70s with uh, bucky dent mm-hmm. uh with um, you know <clears throat> with, with other managers that played uh, billy martin was as manager and i wonder the caliber of aaron boone if uh, aaron boone has last year had a hard operation He's been there since, you know, Joe Girardi left. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of heat is taken down when they say that they haven't won a World Series since 2009. So I wonder the the caliber of this team, how it's arranged this year. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that maybe Aaron Boone would just say to himself this year that he's going to throw the towel because he didn't have the caliber to win, uh, go all the way because it's been too many seasons. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at... Past Yankee managers, they've given up at a certain point, and they just either were left the team or they just decided to, you know, give it up.
1: Well, E. Frank, uh, Aaron Boone, newsflash, is is not going anywhere. Uh, The Yankees are very content with him, so much so that they signed him to an extension. So he is not going anywhere. Or a new contract or whatever. Whatever. He's not going anywhere. This the year, though, is, is the contract year for Brian Cashman. So let's see. I, I think he's going to push all chips to the center and make a big move at the deadline. But hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, we got a Kevin Dexter update and uh, a quick break. Kevin
0: Your teams, your station. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices.
1: The fan in New York City. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are across this beautiful tri-state area on this beautiful, fantastic Sunday afternoon it is 79 degrees in perfect weather all day long. Thanks for tuning in. Or if you're listening on the app, wherever you are, thanks for tuning in there too. Um, so we just had Ralph call in. Ralph from Patterson. I see the calls on there. Uh you guys have been great all day. 877 337 6666 been mostly trade deadline stuff for the New York Mets and the New York Yankees. Uh, if you're a Mets fan on the way home from the game, I want to hear from you as well. You know the number already. Uh, I do have coming up in about 20 minutes uh, in my hands right here. I don't know if you can hear them. Hear them. Yeah, a bunch of tickets with a uh, rubber band around them to the National Sports Collectors Convention. These are tickets given to me. I'll be there. They were given to me to give out. So I have a trivia question for you coming up around 520-ish. Uh, if you want to go, it's in Atlantic City. It's uh, the last couple of days in July. This ticket is good for any uh, any day of the show, any singular day of the show. So uh, uh if you've got your trivia hat on and uh, you want to go, i got the tickets for you. It's coming up in about 20 minutes or so. But earlier, um, I don't know, when I, uh, let's see, on the, what was it, July 5th, July 5th. I had gotten home from Vegas. I really hit the ground running, you know, and I, I got in my car, car early, early Tuesday morning. I drove to the East Side Park in Patterson to, and we just had Ralph from Patterson call in, a firefighter, to celebrate the uh, the 75th anniversary of Larry Doby breaking the color barrier in the American League. And I was invited by the mayor of Patterson, Andre Sayeg. If you're a fan of my show, you know that he called in that one day uh, to talk to us about. Just, you know, not planned or anything. He was like, hey, I'm the mayor of Patterson. I was like, oh, yeah, yep, prove it. I got his information off air, and it, it checks out because he was at the event that he invited me to. No, but he in uh, he Patterson, politics aside, he is commandeering the revitalization of the historic, especially to the Negro Leagues, Hinchcliffe Stadium, also in Patterson. So, in any event, it was just it, a beautiful, beautiful community event, well attended by the kids' baseball leagues, the media types, uh, Mr. Mayor, Larry Doby Jr., with a really nice lunch catered by the Brownstone. If you know, you know. Um, but, you know, I sit, as I'm sitting in the seat and, you know, I'm listening to all the speakers talk and, you know, there were teachers, there were athletic directors and, you know, and and of course the mayor, council, you know, congressmen, all that. So I, um, I'm sitting there listening and I'm like, you know what? Why isn't there a, a Larry Doby day across all of Major League Baseball? I mean, why isn't? Number fourteen, who is I'm wearing on my back right now from the T-shirt I got from the event. Why isn't that number retired across all of baseball? I mean, these are questions that were you know p- you know pondered aloud at that ceremony, the 75th anniversary of his breaking the color barrier in American League with the then Cleveland Indians. So I don't know. Just really, just a really nice day. I, I can't wait for that stadium to open. I, I'm, I'm so glad I went. I'm, I'm thankful for the invitation to have been able to go. Um, and it was just a really beautiful day, you know, and hot though, very hot. I should have brought it like a a bunch of water with me. I didn't think, but they did have waters handing them out, which was great. Um, but it was a fantastic event and I can't wait to go to, uh, to the final unveiling of Cliff stadium. It's feel like I've been part of the process here and you too, if you're a listener, you've been along, along with the ride too. All right. So let's go back to the phones. 877-337-6666 to Red Bank in New Jersey. Jordy, you're up next on the fan.
18: Hey, how we doing, Danielle? Oh,
1: all right, Jordy. How are you?
18: I'd just like it known that two two breaks ago, the Kiner-Falefa guy. Oh, Kiner-Falefa, of he, must, he must be shutting the games off every time the Yankees aren't hitting. <laughs> I'd like to argue that he is probably the biggest reason we are much better this year than last year. Yeah. I get out of the couch and jump out of my seat. Multiple times a game at the defensive plays this guy makes. Yep. He's unbelievable. Yep. And he's getting on base a little bit more than uh, Stanton right now. I think our biggest issues are poor management that steal the third. Um, and then Carlos Beltran says it best on Yes Network now. The rhythm. We need to be destroying the Sox, sweeping them. Last night, yep. uh, Wandy really looked like he didn't have it. Um, I, I saw him choke from the beginning. And then Donaldson drops that possible double play to end the game there. So I really think it's management. we got to get back to rhythm and really, really setting these teams up. Um, And just, you know, it's a shame that people really don't see that Falefa is the reason. And our defensive efforts are the reason that we're so much better this year. Yeah, we're hitting a little bit better. But without him, I don't really think we're good at all. This guy makes a play every single game that really just changes it for
1: me. And you know what else, too, Jordy? How many times have Yankee fans talked about, oh, they don't steal any bases. They don't run the bases. Well, this guy does. He leads the team in 13 stolen bases. So for, for someone to say, oh, well, shortstop is the biggest position of need for the Yankees. I mean, who comes on this radio station and actually verbalizes that aloud? Really? You really so don't absolutely
18: have to ridiculous. believe it. And every time he gets on base, I I, I truly believe that he's going to make it around the bases as long as we hit. Anybody else on that team doesn't have the gas to do it. I think he's one of our best players, and I don't even care if he's hitting sub 200. I still want him starting every single game, getting hit, possibly getting on the bases, making it around. I mean, I think he's one of our most integral players this season.
1: And you know what, Jordy? You know what the problem is? <laughs> His slugging percentage isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's what, what the guy said. For. That was the justification. His his slugging percentage. Oh. And they must just watch the hitting. But,
18: like, the problem with us is last year and when we get to the playoffs and, and we don't have the rhythm right. and we're not hitting the home runs anymore and we're not getting players on base. Yep. Uh, the defensive stuff is the stuff that can make up for that. We can keep runs off the board and we don't have to score as much. But exactly. without a guy like him, it's going to be tough. So I, I, I hate to hear it. I just wanted to say that. And on on behalf of all Yankees fans, I think that guy's a bozo.
1: (laughs) And, and Jordy, thanks for checking in on that. And he is obviously getting roasted on Twitter as well. I mean, we we welcome all types here on on my show. You know that. Uh, But if you have a silly, silly take, you deserve to get raked on Twitter and on the phone lines. Uh, But getting back to, you know, the mentality that the Yankees need. Now, there was a caller before that said, I was very negative. He didn't like how negative I was on the New York Yankees. I'm very, very, completely, extremely negative, which I vehemently I disagree. But anyway, the point I'm making is this. Who is or what is the one team standing between the Yankees and hoisting, uh, you know, winning the AL crown? The American League. Well, what is the one team? It's the Houston Astros, right? Right? You just said that. You just talked to your radio and you said the Astros. Good. Okay. Now, you look at what the Yankees—first of all, the Yankees have scored the most runs in Major League Baseball. The Yankees have the biggest run differential in Major League Baseball. They are—they have—22% of the games that the Yankees have played, have they've won by five runs or more. That is blowout territory, blowout margins. But the World Series isn't won in the regular season. Just, just ask the, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Right? That was their whole strategy. Oh, well, the championship isn't won in the in the regular season. We'll ramp it up for the playoffs. Okay. But my point being this. You look at the sample of work that the Yankees have done against the Astros so far this season. Five games. They've lost three of them. So if you tell me that this is the one team that stands in their way, then how are you going to improve this Yankees team in order to knock off that Astros team? I've got two two. Suggestions. Uh, I think you get another starting pitching arm. Not in the Castillo aisle. Not in the Montas aisle. Maybe go a few down from that. But I think more importantly, and, and, and you just said it, Jordy. When the Yankees get to the postseason, they struggle to hit. For whatever reason. The better pitching. Whatever. or pre- Whatever. And so, you bring a guy in. Like, Andrew Benintendi, in his last year of his deal, he is the option. He He's it. He is, he is it. I expect to see Andrew Benintendi in a Yankee uniform beyond the trade deadline. Because you look at some other guys. All right, well, if it's not Andrew Benintendi, who is it? Could it be Ian Happ? Could it be Brian Reynolds? And let me tell you something. I almost want to say that the Yankees might be better off in, in standing pat than going after Happer Reynolds. Definitely not Reynolds. Forget Brian Reynolds. No way. I mean, the guy strikes out a ton. His his, uh, chase rate is is terrible. Talk about on-base percentages. His is 343 at the moment. Brutal. I mean, it's like the only redeeming quality, I guess, for him is that, well, he's a true center fielder, and he hasn't made a single error all season. Okay. Well, if that's what you're looking for, fine. But that's not what the Yankees are looking for. The Yankees are looking for somebody who can t- hit timely, who makes productive outs, and in my opinion, should be looking for someone with with some World Series experience. And who better than Benintendi who won it with the Red Sox? Hap, you know, he, there's going to be a, a large asking price for him, Hap, because he, he's a free agent in 2024. And so uh, you look at what he's done. It's almost, you know, I don't know, stand pat, because if those are your three options and Benintendi's not it, and I'm not trading any sort of prospects to get Happer Reynolds if I'm Brian Cashman at the moment right now. I'm not doing it. And, um, you know, discussion trade discussions start and end with the name Volpe or Dominguez. Those guys are not going anywhere. Nowhere. Nowhere if I'm a Yankee fan. Nowhere if I'm Brian Cashman. And, you know, I do have some concerns about the durability of, of this, this starting pitching staff and, and, you know, the number of innings that these guys have thrown. And then, you know, the other question is, oh, well, what about, what about uh, Garrett Cole? Oh, the ace, right? $36 million ace, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I, I also looked into Garrett Cole just a little bit, and I said, you know what? Again, keeping that mindset, if the Astros are the one team that is preventing you from getting to the World Series in your AL, in, in your American League, Right? It's them. Then how does Garrett Cole perform against the Astros? What does he do at Minute Maid Park? Because, I mean, Garrett Cole's ERA is 3.26. The Yankees average 5.23 runs per game. So, easily overcomable, right? And I'm only going to look at this season. Cole shut down the Astros. June 25th, seven innings, 106 pitches, one earned run, eight strikeouts. I'm not too concerned about Garrett Cole against the Astros. And of course, it's going to run through Houston, where he's quite comfortable. He used to call that ballpark home. And in a really large sample size, Garrett Cole, the batters against him at Maid Park, they hit 178. I'm good. I'm good. What do you think? 877-337-6666. And again, if you're on your way home from City Field, that extra inning loss to the Miami Marlins. Oh, I want mean, to give me a call, too. I want to hear from you. And uh, your thoughts on the Keith Hernandez celebration as well. We'll get into that coming up. Uh, let's go to Teddy and Yonkers. You're up on the fan, Teddy.
19: Oh, how you doing, Danielle? Danielle, great listening to you. Great talking to you.
6: Thank you. Danielle,
19: sure. everything that you said today, I echoed it to my girlfriend, And she doesn't follow baseball like me. But I'm worried, Danielle. And I don't know why I should be worried. Because the season we're having is fantastic. Mike Wilbur wrote a great article about it today Mm -hmm. in the news. Maybe you didn't read it yet. I don't know. Not yet. But, Danielle, I'm worried about Cole. I'm worried. Houston's got a very good team. they got good pitching. they got Alvarez, who's a danger. And... Danielle, it would be a shame, and this is the last thing that I want, but if the Yankees lost in the playoffs this year and don't get to the World Series, mm-hmm. Danielle, I hate to agree that people will say in New York that the season was a failure.
1: Yes, because it will be, Teddy, for a team that has World Series aspirations for how many years? If they don't get there, it's it would be a failure. I don't, Like I was saying before, I don't care if they go undefeated in the regular season. It doesn't matter to me. It, it would be a failure if the Yankees don't at least get to a World Series. Yes.
19: Danielle, should we – they're talking about it in the newspaper today about trading Gallo for a better 10-day. I would do that if, that's a, if well, they could pull it off.
1: Well, they, they're not going to be able to because the Royals are going to be like, oh, Gallo and what else? It's not going to happen.
19: Oh, you, That means it will be more than just Gallo then. Huh? Definitely. I see. And what position does Ben Attendee play? Do you remember?
1: He's a left fielder. He hasn't made a single error all season this season in left field. Uh, He used to kill us when he was with the Reds. I know.
19: Gee, that would be great. I, I'm, Danielle, you're great. You're fantastic. I just wish you all the best, and I hope the Yankees get to the World Series. I just want them to get to the World Series. <laughs> that would be, you know, if they lost, okay, but I hate it, but I just want them to get there. And, uh, Danielle, thanks for taking my call and giving me the time.
1: Teddy, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, it's it's the truth. It's, it's, the Yankees have been knocking on the door for how long? Judge could potentially walk. I mean, this is the season for the Yankees to at least get, I don't even say win, but get to the World Series. It has to happen. Valerie in Brooklyn, you're up next on The Fan. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Valerie?
12: I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm not that concerned about the Yankees just yet. Uh, My issue is with Cole. He's definitely not living up to the hype or the money that we're paying him. I was always of the mindset that he was playing on a cheating team. So even if he had a bad outing, their bats were making them win the game because they were cheating. So nobody really looked at that
6: mm-hmm. when we
12: got him. Um, we definitely need another starting pitcher in this location.
6: Yeah. Because these
12: guys are, they're tired. The the other teams are starting to, starting to hit them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they're going to, carry us uh, through the postseason uh and as far as hitting i see a difference i see a big difference i see a fight that they haven't had in a very long time
1: yeah and Val, uh, this- that's a good point that you bring up about the pitching yeah definitely i think that that is a concern i think it's an underlying concern everybody's screaming about joey gallo and all that um uh, but it, it is a concern definitely All right, so here's the deal. Let's do this. Uh, I have these tickets in my hand to the National Sports Collectors Convention. You two on hold. You can, you can stay right there. Charlie and Mike, over and out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I have these in my hand. I want to give these away. I have a trivia question for you. So the, the contest line, this is a separate line. I want you to call them the contest line now. Paul's picking up both, okay? So contest line is 866-540-9326. 866-540-9326. If you want to go to the National Sports Collectors Convention in Atlantic City, which is the last couple days in July, I have a ticket for any single day admission for the show. Free. It's yours. All you have to do is answer a trivia question. Come right up here on The Fan.
0: The Fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Hey Siri, play WFAN.
1: Danielle in the daytime here on the fan in New York City and I have just I, I was going through Twitter and it was brought to my attention that that guy Micah he's still talking some crap he said I called in and Danielle told me shortstop wasn't this is a tweet by the way he actually posted this I called in and Danielle told me shortstop was not an area the Yankees needed to address because IKF has the highest batting average on the team when I said batting average is obsolete stat she hung up Dude, if you're going to tell the story, tell it right. (laughs) Oh, man, let me tweet that. If you're going to tell the story, tell it right, my dude. That's not how it happened. That's not how it happened. I can't. People only hear what they want to hear. Shortstop is not an area of need for this Yankees team now. Oh. Oh, my God. Amazing! That's just amazing. Come on, Micah, you gotta call me back, Micah. Let's let's really go at it. All right, I got a a trivia question for you. If you want to go to the let's see, it's the 42nd National Sports Collectors Convention. It's in Atlantic City. I've got the tickets in my hands. I'm gonna put them in the mail to you personally, directly. It's gonna be a fantastic event. I will be there on the Wednesday. And if you just if you're curious, just look up the legend. I mean, like actual legends, national legends that are going to be there signing autographs, not just Yankees, Mets. I mean, Dan Marino. It's, just look it up. I can't even give it justice. It's it's football. It's baseball. It's Dr. J is going to be there. Uh, so I'm going to be there too. Uh, speaking of legends, I'll be there too. I'm just kidding. Uh, so here is your trivia question. I'm going to take you in the order that you called. Grady, you're going to get first crack at it because you were first. Ben, you're going to get second crack at the question here. And then if anybody else wants to call, it's 866-540-9326. You're going to... Uh, bet on them getting it wrong. So let's see. The question is, and, and Grady, I'm going to go to you right now. Grady and Beth Page, New York. Welcome, Grady. i Grady. Hey, how's it going? All right. So I have a question for you. Ready to answer it? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this former New York baseball player, who will be appearing at and signing autographs at the National Sports Collectors Convention, still leads. Major League Baseball and career runs scored. It's an easy one. He's in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Grady, for two tickets to the National Sports Collectors Convention. Who is it? Derek Utah? No. <clears throat> Sorry, Grady. Thanks for playing. All right, Ben, this is yours to win there. Ben in Brooklyn, are you ready? Hey, Danielle, how are you? All right, Ben, you ready to win these tickets? I'm ready. All right, and same question. Who, basically what it boils down to is who still leads Major League Baseball in career runs scored? A Hall of Famer. Ricky Henderson? You got it, Ben. Those are yours. Two tickets to the National Sports Collectors Convention in Atlantic City are yours. Who are you going to be taking?
20: My brother. He's a very big sports collector.
1: Oh, awesome. I'm I'm a Michael. love Michael. All right, Michael. Michael and Ben, you guys are going. I love that it's going to people that actually – are going to use him. Great. Ben, I'm going to put you on hold. Paul's going to get your information. I'm going to get these in the mail to you probably tomorrow, if not Tuesday, okay?
20: By the way, that Micah guy is crazy. IKF, stud, great defender, contact hitter. We got power with Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, Torres. The guy gets on base, gets out. That's That's what we need out of him. That's
1: it. You got it, Ben. All right, Ben, I'm going to put you on hold. Talk to Paul. Give him all your information. I'm going to put these in the mail for you, okay? Thank you. All right, enjoy. All right, I did that. Yes, good. He's got it. Okay, good. Let me get these in the mail. Let me put them a little separate over here. All right, that's cool. So uh, stay tuned to social media, too. I'm going to give them away on social media, too. Um, Maybe not today. I'm going to go for a run after the show, by the way. At Coach MCCARTAN, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com, slash Coach McCartan. And I'm going to give these out. I got 16 to give out. Now 14. Good for you, Ben. I hope to see you there. All right, let's go back to the calls. At 877-337-6666. Charlie in Danbury, Connecticut. You're up next on the fan, Charlie. Go ahead.
21: Good afternoon to the smartest person born on the 17th of May. <laughs> that,
1: well, that narrows it down.
21: That, uh, yes, uh, it's nice to talk with you again. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree Ben Attendee would be a perfect fit to, uh. uh He's hit well in Yankee Stadium uh, throughout his career uh, uh, and that. But uh, if they uh, stand pat and promote uh, Andujar, I wouldn't mind that either. Uh, uh, I really don't think uh, Mr. Gallo is going to see a postseason roster. Definitely or, uh, not. At least at least not in the Bronx.
3: No. Uh,
21: I don't know why they're not bringing up Andujar now and playing him. Uh, uh, if they're not going to uh, keep him. It, it uh, give him a couple of weeks uh, showcase to trade him. Uh,
6: Who Andujar uh, or Gallo? Yes, well, that
21: uh, well, Andujar. I've seen enough of Gallo, uh, uh, and I, I I'm much older than you. I still think batting average does matter. He's a career 202 hitter. Uh, I know he gets on base uh, and that, but uh, uh, the uh, Mr. Judge lost the MVP because. Uh, he hit 280 to Altuve's 328. Every other statistic uh, uh, favored Judge back in go. 2017. Yeah, we Paul. lost the postseason that year not because the Astros were cheating, but because we didn't hit in the postseason. We right. didn't hit against the Astros. That's exactly so, right. There was an and when
1: Encarnacion was hitting like a what oh oh five three. I mean, come on.
21: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it starts all over uh, in the postseason. Yes, uh, what you did in the regular season doesn't matter exactly. though we get a bye and and uh,
1: uh is
21: it does the uh higher seeded team get home field throughout uh, or is that just the first round
1: Oof, uh, i don't know i'm not that's sure that changed the rule that, that was i
21: know the the new uh, in the bargaining agreement uh uh, at the end of the lockout. I'm still not clear how that works. Yeah, you but, know
1: what? Maybe yeah. on the break, if I can remember, I'll, I'll look that up on the break.
6: And up. then
21: one last thing. Sure. Uh, uh If they do, uh, uh, should, I think that, that uh, Aaron Judge ought to get an eight-year contract. Uh, and every time I hear someone on the fan say, oh, eight years, that he'll be 39. No, he'll be 31 next year. That would be the first year of the contract. Mm-hmm. That would make the eighth year 38 uh and that i I can't believe they can't do simple math thanks a lot
1: (laughs) charlie thanks for the call there um you know the all-star selection show is about to go down Uh, what channel paul what channel is espn here in the studio i want to make sure i get that um 27 all right i'm going to find the remote in a second um let's see what was i going to talk about um Oh, I forgot. I just forgot. He brought up a point. Oh, Gallo. Oh, oh, Gallo, Benintendi, or, or Andujar. Okay, I got, got it. Okay, so Gallo's not going to be on this team past the trade deadline. He knows it. Everybody knows it. Okay, period. Um, the interesting point becomes, okay, is it Benintendi? Is it Andujar promoting from within? Or are you going out to get somebody to fill the void in left field and to, to make something out of a, out of left field offensively? Um. I would have to see what the asking price, I think the Yankees are just waiting to see what the asking price on Ben will be and how how low they can get it. I mean, he is a rental. It's his last year of his contract. So if that's the case, then maybe bringing Anduhar up isn't a bad idea because you're not really giving away anything to get him. You know what I mean? So maybe that's not a terrible idea. All right, let's go to, uh, yeah, Mike in Darien, Connecticut. Go ahead, Mike. Hey,
22: uh, great show. uh, Great listen.
6: Thank
1: you. I, I
22: had to call you. I literally passed. Just a few minutes ago, the Larry Doby Service Station oh, on the Garden State what?
6: Parkway. I'm what like, exit is that? Well,
22: it's like Montclair area. Oh, and yeah. Now I'm, I'm past it. He so, lived in uh, Montclair. That's awesome. I, <laughs> so, anyway, but um, <laughs> I was at Keith Hernandez Day yesterday, uh-huh. and, and then I was listening to some of the coverage when I got home. And uh, Gary Cohen, who I think is fabulous, said like it was you know one of the most like the most epic. Ceremony that, like that the Mets had ever done. And I was at the uh, retirement, Seavers retirement number in, I believe it was 88. Mm-hmm. And like when he jogged out to the mound, he gave his little speech at, Ch- at Chase Stadium at home plate. And then he just jogged out to the mound to, uh, you know, take uh, a bow at yeah. Old Chase Stadium, which, you know, was old, but at least they had good parking, which they didn't have yesterday anyway. But I thought that was really an awesome moment when Seaver jogged out to the mound and not to take anything away from Keith. And I mean, that was a great day, Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, credit to the Mets credit to Steve Cohen. They really did everything, uh, right. Except for, I don't think they figured out that there's really not enough parking at city field when that place sells out. I hope they figured out by the time the Yankees come in.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Well, well, Mike, I appreciate that. And, and, uh, were you at all disappointed in just throwing this out there? Cause you were there. Were you at all disappointed in the number of Mets that were, or were not there former Mets that were, or were not there?
22: I was, I thought, you know, yeah. I was kind of surprised. I mean, you know, Mookie is, you know, Mookie is great. You know, as a big Tim Tupple fan, I think mm-hmm. they both kind of work for the Mets. So they kind of roll them out whenever they're doing anything, uh, you know, big there. Um, you know, I, Ed Lynch, obviously, that was a big friend of his. So, And the Mets had shipped him out. I know they were unhappy with him because he took him to arbitration and trash and punished him by sending him to the Cubs. So at least they thought to bring uh, him back. Uh, but, yeah, I was kind of surprised that there were more. I thought it was really nice how they did the kind of, like, uh, clap out the current team when uh, Keith was done and, like, yeah. he jogged into the dugout and yeah. all the current Mets were standing there. That was a pretty well thought out moment.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Mike, and, and I, I totally, totally agree with you. And uh, I, I do wish, and it was a wonderful ceremony, obviously, obviously number 17, I'm p- kind of biased, but that's my number two. Uh, but I just wish that there were more Mets there. Not I'm not I'm I'm not crapping on the ceremony at all. It was beautiful, good speeches, all that, all of it, you know, the whole thing, beautiful. And it's wonderful that the Mets are starting to reconnect with the past, which has never been really uh, their forte under the former owner. Uh, but I don't know. I just would have looked, liked to see more of the 86 Mets there. I don't know. That's it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Let's go to Joe and Clark. You're up next on a fan, Joe. Hey,
4: Danielle. Hey, good. How are you, Joe? What's going on? All right. A couple things about the Mets. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very disgusted right now because, you know, the game like today, especially now the Braves are going to win. I think they're about to win right now. They're going to win one and a half games. This offense from like, spot down it's just it's, hor- it's horrific i mean it's, a, it's a, you can't be a worse one in baseball i mean mm-hmm. you get nothing about it you get nothing from shortstop i mean nothing from uh, third base nothing from the dh nothing from the catcher and now going into the series think about it. they're not going to have Marte. they're not going to have mccann they're not going to have mcneil because he's on uh,
6: uh, his wife having a baby yeah
4: i mean it's going to be think about lineup. It, it's going to be guillermo muzika jankowski yeah. uh, oh my god yeah. escobar I mean, it's, I mean, you look at the Braves, Danielle. Their ninth hitter is Michael Harris. He'd be our best hitter. He's probably right now. He has nine home runs in like a month. He's been, been called up. I mean, we we have to do something. You got to bring up Alvarez. You got to make a trade for at least two bats. I mean, this lineup is a, like I say, the peach shooter offense. They could have played today for twenty innings, Danielle. They wouldn't have scored a run. There's no way in the world they would have scored a run today. It's just it's embarrassing. And then Tommy Hunter going out there. Tommy Hunter should be playing for the Toledo Mud Hens. He looks like a guy who's out of shape. Was ninety miles an hour? I mean, you gotta be kidding me! I mean, they sent down Medina, who was one of their better pitchers. Mm-hmm. I'm just so frustrated right now with this team. I, re- I really, am. I think the Braves are going to blitz them, and they're going to be at the Mets by next Sunday. Will be two or three games out of first place.
1: Yeah, and that it certainly is is the story there, Joe. And thanks for that. And 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 that all goes back to the fact that you know you're right. You know, the Mets don't have you know a big bat. They just they just don't. I mean, they have Alonzo, of course, but you know we talk about this Yankee lineup, right? And you've got the protection of 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 Giancarlo Stanton and Judge and Rizzo at the top of that order. And it's a lot of protection going on. There's not a lot of protection going on for, for Alonzo Lindor quite frankly, doesn't scare me, especially as a power hitter. Uh, So that's why I'm saying that Wilson Contreras is an obvious, like a completely obvious fit for the New York Mets. And, And honestly, if I were the Mets, I'd be working out a deal where I'd be getting David Robertson and Contreras back. I mean, the Mets too are in win now mode. I, I think you do it. You have to do it, no matter the cost. I don't think really. I mean, you got Dom Smith. That's a pretty good bargaining chip. He's a major league player with obviously a ton of experience. Uh, so you include Dom Smith in a package deal for Contreras and uh, and Robertson and a couple prospects. I, I think you do it, and, and and it just you know it just it gives it just makes the lineup that much. Better. That much better. And on the heels of of this beautiful Keith Hernandez, number 17, Jersey retirement ceremony yesterday, A, I want to hear from you if you were there, which you just were, and B, considering all factors, like age and and all of it, which jersey number should the Mets retire next? You can call me, Danielle McCartney, at 877-337-6666, or... You can go ahead and vote on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm going to make a, what, an hour poll? What am I, I don't know, shorter. 40, about 45 minutes, because I'll be out of here in about 45 minutes. Let's make it uh, a little shorter. At Coach MCCARTAN, feel free to do any write-ins. So my choice is that I kind of whittled it down to uh, David Wright's number five, Dwight Gooden's number 16, Jones is number 21, John Franco's number 45. Which should the Mets retire next of these four choices or your write-ins and or your call-ins 877-337-6666
0: have something to say we'll answer the phone call the fan at 877-337-6666 powered by superbook better odds and favorable prices
18: hey keith this is daryl strawberry i just want to say congratulations on number 17 being retired it's long overdue, and you deserve it. And thanks for all the great things you showed all of us how to play baseball the right way. We appreciate you. We love you. Congrats again.
1: Yeah, that, the familiar voice of Dallas Strawberry, courtesy of SNY. And congratulations to Keith Hernandez for getting his number 17, retired by the New York Mets. Great number, by the way, my number. But mine isn't retired anywhere. Uh, but it was. Um, it was a beautiful ceremony, and it's really good that the Mets are getting back to honoring their roots, so to speak. And, you know, I think that's a concept that all baseball fans can get behind. I mean, it's America's sport. You know, it's rooted in history. So, you know, honoring the history, it's it's a good thing. So I, I, I chose Daryl Strawberry to lead into this because there was a whole montage, but I picked Strawberry because he commented that Hernandez's number retirement was, quote, Long overdue, and and that got me thinking of, okay then, who's next? And kind of came from there. Uh, my poll on Twitter uh, at Coach a r t a n and on Instagram I put it uh, in the stories. And so, oh no, it didn't post. Oh, no. oh here it is. So <clears throat> I said, considering all factors, which jersey number should the Mets retire next? And so. You know, it only gives you four choices, right? It, only four. And I said, of course, you could do write-ins as well and call-ins, right? So um, I gave you four choices. In, in numerical order, I put David Wright's number five should be next, Dwight Gooden's number 16, Cleon Jones is 21, John Franco's 45. Right now, winning the vote is David Wright's number five. I'm not sure if I agree with that being the next one. Ultimately, you know, it's going to happen, Right? and i know tomorrow's not promised but i i think before you go ahead and start honoring like a guy that i saw play like i didn't see any of these other guys play not 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 a single one of them the 86 team i mean someone before said that you know it, it was about like 50% of the fans in the stands yesterday didn't even see keith hernandez play if i was there yesterday i i never saw him play i never saw that i was born in 88 so to me before you go ahead, and, and I know David Wright is, is the popular choice. I know it. And, of course, that's why he's leading on on Twitter, my Twitter vote. And let me check Instagram. I'm sure he's leading there, too. I knew this was, was going to happen. Yeah, it's, he's leading there, too. It's like a landslide on Instagram. So I almost I almost think he's got to he kind of have to wait it out, David Wright. Yes, the captain, the whole thing, he deserves to have his number retired. But... I don't know if I'm voting in my own poll. I, I think the next Mets number that should be retired. And yes, this one I think is absolutely overdue too. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that none of these guys deserve their number retired because I happen to think that they all do. But I think when you think about that 86 Mets team, I don't, that it has to be Doc Gooden. I mean, it, it, that team doesn't exist without Doc Gooden. You know, you A, the Mets inducted him into their own Hall of Fame in 2010, so he must be good enough. B, he played 11 seasons with the Mets, Doc Gooden. And in those seasons, in those 11 seasons, he, as a Met, won Rookie of the Year as a Met, a Triple Crown as a Met, uh, NL Cy Young as a Met, uh, a Silver Slugger as a Met. And also as a Met, Doc Gooden led baseball in wins and ERA once led all of baseball in strikeouts twice, and was named to the All-Star team four times. I mean, what are we doing here? Oh, and he won two World Series rings, one with the Mets and one in a very, very minimal role with the Yankees when they beat the Mets in 2000. So is that the holdup that he won with the Yankees against the Mets? Really, I'm being facetious there, but you you look in baseball almanac and you you see how many times that, that the Mets have issued number 16 since Gooden wore it. To me, I think it's quite disgraceful. 21 different times. I mean, when you think of number 16 on the Mets, you definitely think of Jake Marisnik, right? And and you can't even blame it on the Wilpons. Oh, it's a Wilpon thing. No, because, and there's nothing against the guy. It's definitely not his fault. Might have not even been his call. But through the end of May, Travis Jankowski was with the Major League Mets. And he wore number 16, a guy who has played on four different teams in eight different seasons, and that was under Steve Cohen, not Jeff Wilpon. So if I'm able to vote in my own poll, which I am not, I think before, you know, you you start, you know, talking about the, the guys that I have seen play, I think the next one has to be Dwight Gooden. Has to be. I got a tweet from uh, DeSantis1984, says, Right, he means so much still to a generation of Mets fans, plus best of the lifers, sure. Uh, Rich Kleiman says, How about Mookie Wilson? Another good suggestion. Uh, uh, this guy named Rob on Twitter says, I think uh, Franco should have his number retired. He's a New Yorker, was a captain in all time. Yeah, Definitely, yes, that's why I put him in the poll. I'm just saying, what comes next? Who's first? Franco worth 31 before Piazza came, ruins it for me. I have Actually, I interviewed him about that. Go check my YouTube channel. Uh, Doug Pucci says, Gary Carter. Gary Carter. David Wright's I agree with you, Bri. Bri Boyd, 19, says David Wright's number should be retired, but not next, but eventually. Yes. Jason E says, yes. A, a, recency bias. Definitely should retire 16, maybe even 18 before five. Yes. Kevin Walsh says, Strawberry, still all-time home run leader and world champion. Yeah. All right. Let's see uh, Let's go to Rob in West Orange. What do you think about the Mets' retired numbers? Who's next, Rob? I, I think uh, you should do a duo
23: of uh, Yogi Berra and Gary Carter.
1: Mm. Yogi Berra as manager, right? Mostly,
23: you would think? And
1: he also played
23: for the Yankees. Yeah. The player coach.
1: Right. And, and there's
23: history because the Yankees have uh, both Bill Dickey and Yogi Berra both as number eight. eight.
1: Mm hmm. That would be interesting.
12: Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, I, I honestly, I honestly believe that
23: uh, Darryl Strawberry and Gary and um, Dwight Gooden destroyed the Mets for the for the next fifteen years. So no, I don't think they should uh, retire their numbers. And and David David Wright really was not a superstar, and he didn't. And once he signed his eight year contract. He really didn't play any uh, because of injuries.
1: You really, that's quite the unpopular opinion that David Wright should not have his number retired. I'm
23: mom retire. sure it is. I'm sure it is. But he was not a superstar.
1: You retire the best of the best. So then the best of the and best he, was Dwight Gooden when he was he, a Met. But you know what? He also was was uh, suspended. He was also su- suspended
23: for the 87 season. And
1: how about Keith Hernandez? He wasn't suspended either? Not at all. What? Not at all.
23: <sighs> Wait, are you being he, serious? He, only, mm-hmm. he, did, he was not suspended at all. He was doing drugs with uh, the Cardinals. That's what led him to being uh, traded. And he was in the shower for about a week after he was traded when he was realizing what he was doing. And he quit cold turkey. He was not suspended. Okay,
1: but he went through the uh, Pittsburgh drug trial. Right, I was just about to he say. he was never suspended. Yes, okay, well, fine. But was, still, uh, kind of the same thing. You know, you can't write that 86 not, Mets history w- without including that undertone. And if you're going to retire Keith Hernandez, then, then that should not discount any of the rest of them, in my opinion.
23: Um, and... Uh, John Franco was a great match, but is he is he is he worse? Um, and I've been following the Mets for, for, for since the early seventies, uh, the, the late sixties or early seventies. Um, I don't know.
1: All right, so Rob, let me but ask Gary you: Gary Carter who, 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 and Gary. I mean, Rob, who is the next Mets. Met? Do you, no more retired numbers? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No more. Not at all. I think uh, Yogi Berra and uh, Gary Carter's number eight. Okay. All right. Well, then there you go. Alex in Long Island, you're up next on The Fan.
14: Oh, hey, uh, Danielle. How are you? Good. How are you, Alex? All right, good. i got to tell you something. Honestly, you should drop this topic because I hate to say it. I don't think you just have the context or the frame of reference to even make these choices because you haven't seen half the players play. You know, you talk about, like, Dwight Gooden as being the next player to have his Number retired is a ridiculous statement.
1: Why? He he I'm was eight? a fin- He was. Did you hear all, all the. Uh, we're, we're doing the best of the best, right? So. The best of the best.
14: Danielle, how long of a career did he have with the Mets? 11 that years. He was, eight, that he was at the top of his game. How many games? How, how long was he suspended? At was least he
1: three won, three? won at least four all-star appearances with the New York Mets. Okay. At least four. So uh, Rookie of the year. Yeah. I mean, we went over it. I read the resume. I did that part. Uh, how many other players
14: have had? So, Gary Carter isn't, isn't someone that is. Great, he, put, him come to the Mets, Great right, put him up so there. Great,
1: put him up there. Although he right, only. Like, do you know how many. You but, consider. Alex, do you know how many seasons he played with the Mets? Uh, uh, five. Four, maybe? Five. five. It was five. five. Okay. okay. No, just yeah. just so we're operating off the same number here. Yeah, but
14: again, it's about what he brought to the organization, Okay. He he brings he, he brought the winning attitude to the mess. That's mm-hmm. the guy that that was the first uh, acquisition that really put them on the road to win that 86 title. Well, Keith I Hernandez
1: mean, was actually the first one, right? He came well, first. Well, okay, okay, yeah. But okay, he, okay. He, he all was right, well, the, Alex, okay, okay. Let's get the facts straight here. The, I, the I, timeline, I, right? would say, I would say that he, okay,
14: he was the, the guy that... He was uh, the missing
1: piece. He was the, the missing link. Gary Carter was the missing link, yes.
14: Okay, and so that's the kind of guy... The, for the Mets to retire his number, it's going to raise so many questions. plus, you know what when you retire a player's number, it's not just what they did with you, it's what they did after I mean look his his career you know and, and life after has been has been a shambles. so how would you put this guy's number up because being like this shiny beacon of of something better than than the the average player I mean look what he's because he
1: was afterwards. alex, and I know I wasn't alive to see it. I'm looking at what he did, and he was. He just was. So next for me, and I'm not saying none of these guys deserve it. They all deserve it. It's finally that the Mets are catching on to this whole thing here. But I think the next one, I, I think Franco should be in there. I think Carter should be in there. All of them, right? I think the next one should be. T- what he did as a Met, Gooden's got to be next. And no, I'm not dropping the topic, but I am going to break. So here's a quick break. Welcome into the final half-hour-ish of uh, Danielle in the Daytime here on The Fan in New York City. I am Danielle McCartan, your hostess with the mostess. And as you heard Kevin just say, we have gotten word that uh, a couple more Mets and Yankees are headed to L.A. uh, And and as part of the All-Star Game, as you just heard, I'll reiterate, Nestor Cortez, starting pitcher. Garrett Cole, starting pitcher. Clay Holmes is going. And then, obviously, Aaron Judge was the highest vote-getter of all the the players. So, he's obviously going as a starting outfielder. Giancarlo Stanton just squeaked, squeaked by George Springer by 2% of the popular vote. Uh, Trevino is a reserve. And then, as far as the Mets are concerned, no starters for the Mets. Uh, But Pete Alonso is a reserve. Jeff McNeil is a reserve. Marte as a reserve. And Edwin Diaz as a reserve relief pitcher. So, that makes... Uh before today, before just a few minutes ago, Keith Hernandez was the only Mets first baseman to be an All-Star more than once. That came from I believe SNY yesterday. And uh Pete Alonso is now the second. There are only two Mets first basemen to be elected to an All-Star game more than once. Uh that is Keith Hernandez and now Pete Alonso. All right, uh we got a Jam Pack phones here 877-337-6666. I'm taking you right up until so Yankees pregame starting at six twenty-five, so we'll get in as many as possible. We've had a changing of guard behind the uh, behind the glass. Paul Rosenberg is out. Connor Green wearing his is that a Mickey Mantle shirt? There, Connor. This is the old school
8: Mickey Mantle. Old
1: school Mickey Mantle. All right. Well, we've have just entered a conversation of which Mets need their number retired. So let's go down in the order that everybody's called. Tony in the Bronx, you are up first. Go ahead.
20: Hey Danielle, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Tony?
20: I gotta tell you, as a Yankee fan, growing up in New York City and the Bronx, New York City stopped when Dwight Gooden pitched. Yeah. Everyone watched him. Didn't matter what fan you were, as long as you enjoyed baseball, he was he was he was the man in the eighties.
1: Yep. And as a as a pitcher, right? And, and and much like DeGrom, whenever he pitches, I make sure I'm tuning into that game. I gotta be honest with you, I think it's
20: it's bigger than DeGrom in the eighties. Uh, Dwight Gooden was unbelievable. His his pitching, his fastball, the way he moved it was the it was it was Gooden. And you had uh Clemens with the boss of Red Sox. Uh huh. But but you know they knocked Gooden because you know his personal issues, with his drug addiction and all of that. Uh-huh. But the kid back then, there was there was no one better than Gooden for four or five years. He was lights out.
1: Yep. Exactly. And so right. so you're saying retire the number sixteen is what you're saying. Oh, well,
20: listen, 1,000%. And you know what? That'll be a big thing for good. And the guy's had a rough life. Give him a little respect, a little honor for him and his family. You know, everyone struggles in life, and uh, it shouldn't be taken away from him because he's not a face that people want to see. He's not that perfect image for, you know, the MET organization. But the numbers don't lie. You go back, uh, 85, 24, and 4, 1.53, 268 strikeouts. Let me tell you, not too many people have done that.
1: Mm, Yeah, good point.
20: Louisiana Lightning, baby. Talk to you later, Danielle. (laughs)
1: All right, let's go next to uh, Joe in Denville. You're up next on a fan, Joe. Go ahead.
22: Hey. Hey. Um, Joe in Denville.
4: Uh, all I'm saying is that Dwight Gooden was the best pitcher and fantastic. How many players had a mural on a side of a building? Dwight Gooden deserves uh, – we should have retired – Keith Hernandez numbered way before we did. Yes, we it took way too long.
2: Now we now we have to retire Dwight Gooden.
1: Yep, I agree. And, and listen, I'm not saying. And Joe, thanks for the call there. Gooden, yes, I, and I'm not saying Wright or Franco or 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 you know uh, Gary Carter. None, they all should be retired. It's it's finally that the Mets are getting aboard with this. But you know, all things considered, I, I think David Wright. I'm, I'm sorry. Captain David Wright, I, I think I think he's got to wait his turn. It's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing. Nick in Brooklyn, you're up next on The Fan.
10: Yeah, hey, Danielle. Uh, love your work. Thank you. Uh, I apologize for your background noise. My wife's me up that diapers for the baby. I just got back to the Jersey Shore. Nice. But I was on the road, and I heard those two callers saying that Dwight Gooden shouldn't be retired. I mean, are they insane? Are they hitting the pipe? It makes no sense. Dwight Gooden has had a career with the Mets over a decade. His production alone would have never won any of those World Series that the Mets have accomplished. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Now, you could make an argument for Dallas Strawberry that he wasn't with the Mets for that long, I think it was seven or eight years. That I could I could understand, but I would still retire his number. But not giving Dwight Gooden the
22: number, retiring,
10: yeah. and you're giving it to Keith Hernandez? Come on. I mean,
1: the, the numbers don't lie. The numbers do
10: not lie. i no, and, 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 and I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Thank you.
1: And not only just the numbers, it's, it's like the accolades that he uh, accumulated as a Met. I mean, Rookie of the Year, Triple Crown, Silver Slugger. I mean, all of those happened as a Met. Uh,
10: absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, he had a hard life. Don't discredit him. Listen, everyone goes through troubles. Give him what he deserves. Retire his number.
1: Yeah, I- I'm with you there, Nick. I- I'm totally with you. Hirsch and Valley Stream. You are up next. Go ahead,
13: Coach.
24: How are you, Coach?
1: I'm good. How are you?
24: It's a long time no talk. You know how I feel about you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna preface it with that. Okay. Um, I had I had no. I was not going to call today. I was power washing the house. I'm exhausted. But I, my stomach is literally in knots hearing this the past half hour radio, okay? Mm. Why? Now, it, st- it started yesterday when the whole Keith Hernandez thing, and it was terrific, don't get me wrong. But um, the, the omission of Daryl Strawberry being there, number one, drove me nuts. Number two, everyone keeps on talking about how the Met's fortune changed when Keith Hernandez came. And that is categorically incorrect. 1983, Darryl Strawberry. Let's remember, Keith Hernandez agreed to sign a contract extension Mm -hmm. because the Mets had Darryl Strawberry and later on Dwight Gooden. Darryl Strawberry, 250 home runs as a Met, 700-some-odd ribbies. Changed the Met culture. I don't care. You know what, Darryl also has done some things that are bad, but your poll on Twitter, Cleon Jones, John Franco, Come on, Danielle. You know I love you, but geez, what what's going on here? Daryl Strawberry's the answer to every
1: one of these questions. Well, one there's there's only there's only four responses there. And are you were you saying that Daryl was not there? You have a problem with him not being there?
24: I had a problem with him not being at the event. Mm-hmm. I had a problem with him not being on your on your poll, why John Franco and Cleon Jones would be on there. And, like, I just don't think people realize, and I know you weren't born, and I know a lot of other people weren't, but I was, and I remember it. And Darryl Strawberry changed the whole fortune of the Mets. It, and, again, there's no Keith Hernandez signing an extension with the Mets mm-hmm. if Darryl Strawberry's not there already hitting bombs in 1983. We have to remember that, and people are not seeming to remember that. But why wasn't he there yesterday? Why aren't we talking about him? Why is his number not retired? Why is it still in circulation? It's disgraceful.
6: Well, Absolutely disgraceful.
1: Hersh, i got to tell you something. I, 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 I've i been trying to get Daryl Strawberry on my show for a really long time, like for months now, since May, since he came to my school in May. And i got to tell right. you. That you know he's he he's been doing twenty places in a month uh, doing his whatever he's doing speaking engagements uh, but I'm not defending him I, I, yes I, I think more Mets should have been at that that ceremony definitely for sure um, and I don't know where he was but I I know that he was in Long Island um, fairly recently I think recently enough to be at that game if I'm not mistaken so um, well
24: again Daryl's around I've seen him around he's yeah. around. Whether he was asked or not is a whole different story. Well, so, then that you know, might. Yeah, we're, we're, but
1: Hirsch, that might go to the heart heart of if he wasn't asked to be there, then how is he going to get his number retired if they won't even let him in in the building for someone else's? Well,
24: so so my hunch is that Keith Hernandez, and I guess it's his right, he he handpicked there was a pitcher named Ed Lynch there who yeah. you've probably never even heard of. Yeah. Very nondescript pitcher. So it's possible that he handpicked it. Fine. But again, if we're going to go ahead and talk about Keith Hernandez changing the fortunes of the, fort- the Met, and I, Mets, and I love Keith Hernandez. Great player, mm-hmm. iconic. That's fine. But it just seems like everyone's been very remiss this weekend. I haven't heard a word about Davy Johnson. haven't heard a word about Donald Strawberry. You know, let's not just select randomly who we want to say change the fortune of the team. Yeah. Because without Davey Johnson, without Daryl Strawberry, none of this goes on. None of it.
1: Well, Hirsch, you make sure, that, and you know I love you too, Hirsch, and you make sure everybody knows it now. Alright, let's go Frank in Pennsylvania. You're up next on The Fan.
13: Hey, Daniel, how you doing? Great, how are you? Good. Hey, listen, I'm listening to all these uh, guys calling in about this player, that player. Yeah, okay, David Wright, a lot of people know him. I've been in the Met since 1962. Mm-hmm. I'm 65 years old. And there's one guy that nobody's talked about. I mean, he didn't have the greatest of careers. Okay. But he was a uh, life among that. He started playing when he was 17 years old. Number seven, Ed Cranepool.
1: Yeah, I, I did get a couple of tweets about Ed Cranepool, too. Yep.
13: He's dead. Yeah. I don't understand why he's not even uh, considered.
1: Yeah, I mean, Frank, it's, it's a great name, and, and it's a, definitely a. Uh, quote-unquote under the radar started name that that no one really is talking about uh right now so uh listen we are leading into yankee pregame we have to take a quick break here i'm with you So 625 another 10 minutes or so connor's here uh i had the a team today i had uh paul rosenberg now connor green give him a call 877-337-6666 got another 10 minutes or so taking more mets calls trade deadline stuff yankees mets a whole bunch of baseball today i love every second of it and uh Get aboard. It's your last chance. Uh, I'm Daniel McCarty. with you until 625 on the fan. Welcome back to Danielle in the daytime here on the fan. Oh, boy, has it been fun. Who's going to run this town? It's a perfect song because uh, Mets and Yankees, in my opinion, are on a crash course to the World Series. And who's going to run this town tonight? As Boston shows up on the TV here in the studio, who's going to run that town tonight? Yankees, Red Sox. uh, I'm excited for it. Mets dropped uh, an extra innings one to the Marlins earlier today, just a little while ago. You might still be on your way home especially if there's traffic, which there always seems to be in and around this city. Uh, But looking for a Yankee win tonight. All right, so I've got a couple of you guys on hold. Listen, I am out of here in three minutes. we got to run through this real quick, everybody. Keep it short, succinct, and to the point. In the order that you called John in Myrtle Beach. You're up on the fan. Go, John.
4: Danielle, thanks, man. You could do a six-hour show on this topic. (laughs) I know I can, yes. I don't think we should be in a race to
2: retire numbers. What are we all of a sudden doing? I have to tell you, if you've left the Mets and you've had wonderful success elsewhere, congratulations and we love you. You don't get your number retired. And David Wright, I love them. I've been a Met fan since 72. Can't retire a number
4: when you were the leader of an an era of futility. If anybody, it's Davey. Otherwise, you just wait. You wait until the next one.
10: Uh, I, I'm sorry, I just don't think it's anybody right
1: now. Mm. All right, John, that, that's an interesting take there because the the problem of Mets fans keeps saying, it, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, we only have X amount of numbers, you know, retired and it should be more. So that's an interesting take that you want none. Uh, let's go to Sal in Rochelle Park, Jersey. What's up, Sal?
25: What's going on, Danielle? How are you? It's been, listen, it's been a while since I last called you. How are you?
1: I appreciate it. What's up?
25: Not much. I want to talk about, you know, whether the Yankees could resign Aaron Judge in the offseason for, like, a one-year deal. I, I think they should resign him because, you know, he'd be good Sal, let the me Yan- stop you right
1: there. Aaron Judge yes. is not signing a one-year deal. He wouldn't sign a seven-year deal, whatever well, look, it was.
25: That's what, the, that's what the Yankees did last year to Brett Gardner. You know, Brett Gardner signed, you know, the Braves... The yeah, Braves, but, but
1: Sal, Braves Sal, Brett Gardner and, De- and, and Aaron Judge are in two very different scenarios.
25: Okay, well... Do you think maybe in the off season should the Yankees try to resign Aaron Judge for maybe a, a 3 seven-year deal? Because yeah, I know Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo are going to become free agents at the end of the year. What do you think, Danielle? Do you think that maybe they should resign him or not? Because, listen – you know, 2017 is rookie season. Very good. You know,
1: all I'm right. Old, Sal, old, I got you. Okay. I, I have wait. 60 seconds left of the show here, Sal. Pretty much, uh, should the Yankees be? They should be working on it now. They should not wait till the off season. But now, Judge has everybody has the league right where he wants. You know, so it's nothing's going to happen until the off season. Um, but if I were the Yankees, I'd be knocking on his door every single day to get a deal done now. Eric and Scotch Plains, you're up on the fan. Eric, go ahead.
22: Yeah,
20: Daniel, thank you for taking my call. I making- agree with my caller about. Nobody
4: should get their number retired Stop right now. Stop the count. That guy, right—the uh, guy before me, uh, Aaron Judge—he's out to lunch. And let me just say this: <laughs> Dwight Gooden. I mean, Dwight Gooden—you can't retire his number. Danielle, when the Mets won the World Series, when they had the parade, he was in a projects getting high, yeah. watching it on TV on the floor of someone's living room. And it was just a couple of years ago, Danielle. He just—he got arrested in Newark. For uh, uh uh buying drugs. He was driving down a one way street and yeah. the reason why the met's home his number even if he had even better numbers, is because they don't trust him. They don't know if he might have a relapse and he might get in. He might he might get arrested again. Well,
13: then I Eric, hope then, not.
1: then maybe they'll do it. What's that word? Posthumously. Posthumously after after death potentially. Who knows? All right, and let's go, Ken in Corum, New York. You are our closer of the night. Our John uh, Franco of the night, or uh, Mariano, if you will. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with the previous callers that there should be no rush to do it. No more. But if they're looking. But if they're looking to uh, honor the Mets history, why not Ed Cranepool? He yeah. was a Met forever. You know, I, I don't
1: understand. Nobody talks about him. Yeah, and, and Ken, it's a great suggestion there. And thanks for keeping that short and succinct and to the point there. Um, so I think the takeaway is this. I think the takeaway is most Mets fans love the fact that, that most Mets fans, that this new ownership is getting in touch with, with the past and starting to bridge the gaps between present and past. And I think I think that's the feeling. So, um, in my opinion, Steve Cohen, keep doing it. And anyway, thanks to all the callers. Could not have done this without you. And I love coming here and talking with you. If you missed any portion of today's show, hit that Odyssey Rewind feature and select the start of the show, which was uh, 3 p.m. If you, great job to Paul Rosenberg and to Connor Green behind the glass today and Kevin Dexter on your updates. I'll see you Friday after the Yankee game until 2 a.m. Coach McCartan on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Coach MCCARTAN as well. We'll keep the conversation going until Friday. New York Yankees at Boston Red Sox. Pregame next here on WFAN.
22: Sports Radio
6: 1019 FM WFAN.